I'll they, take him on. I'll take him down. A, they love. They I'll love take. I'll take. Go, I'll take on Bo. Okay. My behind the back, uh, step back three, <laughs> drain it. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Crime News Talk. You're listening to Canary Crime News Talk today. Is November 11th, 2020. This is episode 264, and today, Cyroach Mad Max Mind Control. And you know me, I am President Elect, your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we love Jesus, we love you, learning to love ourselves, and so hard to pray for our enemies, those commies. Those commies in our country, we're trying to pray for them. Commies are not the enemy. Uh, Wait, are they? Who's the enemy now? I forget. I don't know, but they're they're one of the enemies. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, as far as my my Cold War programming is concerned, uh, (laughs) that sounds about right. Now, uh, (laughs) we hmm. need to explain for the viewers of the live stream, what is happening to you? About. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Nothing's different. Just look over, fine. look over your right shoulder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, I didn't see you there. I'm being sniffed by uh, our alleged president-elect. Yes, that's right. So um, <laughs> we're on a little bit of a different uh, technical setup today. I am, I am out traversing time and space uh, through wormholes and the portals that exist in the inner worlds of both our earthly moon and uh, the, the moons of several other celestial entities. Don't worry about it, though. Uh, I am on a different microphone, so we're, we're testing out kind of a different uh, microphone sound. So far, so good. And yes, my, uh, my avatar, my my live stream avatar has been replaced by uh, my, um, myself, a, a past version of myself. I still got the big googly eyeballs, but I now I do have a flippy robotic arm coming off my left shoulder. And uh, our uh, our alleged president-elect uh, for now is uh, really pulling a classic Biden move, um, <laughs> sniffing sniffing my eyeballs there over my shoulder. So, yes, it's, we're having fun with it. Yes, and uh, just to keep everybody on their toes that are watching especially, he's going to be there the whole show. Won't leave. Harry Legs Biden be will be <laughs> creeping over you the whole time. So just yeah. beware. Um, there's a couple of comments uh, in the Twitch about my mic going out. I wonder if I, maybe I was blowing it out or something. Yeah, early um, early in the pre-stream little thing there, it tends to happen when mm-hmm. uh, the Skype and the bed uh, the bed music, the background music, don't like to. You guys fight each other sometimes, oh, so okay. it comes yeah. in and out. But I think we're okay for the show. Okay, sounds good. Good, good, good. Well, any uh, any new news going on with you before we just kind of explore what's going on in the world? Um, not really. Baby boy yeah. poops a lot in the middle of the night. Yeah. Lots of poops. That's, lots that's of That's fun. 
some funny pictures. You, apparently, you were describing, you're trying to explain election fraud to him. Yeah, and he had a, he was very surprised about that. He, yeah, that that picture, I will not <laughs> share publicly because it will be turned into a meme generator. Yes, uh, and it I don't is a want meme waiting to be. Created. Yeah, I don't want my my two week old son to become a meme generated. Uh, function for the public so i'll, I'll yeah. keep that to myself and to some close friends but it's weird how that's a concern now yeah like you know it's always been sort of a safety concern putting out pictures of yourself or your children on the internet uh just because of bad people but now it's dangerous because they can turn into a meme yeah. and become famous without their consent yep and it will follow them forever i know yeah wow uh Per usual, we don't want to talk about the elections too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll maybe touch on them adjacent stories to them uh, throughout the show, but we want to just cover a few things at the top just to get it out of the way. And um, a couple things to point out. Did you watch the uh, Pompeo presser? I did not watch the Pompeo presser. Keep yeah. me posted. What happened? Oh, I'm Anything sorry. Was it Pompeo or William Barr? I'm sorry. I think it's William Barr. Oh, bar. You know, I did not watch it either, but I did catch the headlines. But <laughs> you should tell everybody about it. Uh, hold on. Now I'm now I'm confused here because uh, somebody in the chat tell me what the because I thought I had it. This is the thing. I, I'm not paying attention too much, so mm-hmm. I lose sight of exactly. Yeah, it's it's not Pomp it's not bar. It's Pompeo. I'm oh, sorry. I have Pompeo. the wrong story here. Oh um, my god! Yeah, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, the uh, let me try to find uh, a Pompeo thing because basically, uh, Pompeo was asked uh, if you know there's going to be a smooth transition to the Biden mm-hmm. camp there, and his response was, "quote There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration." <laughs> <laughs> to which the media and the public just went berserk. You know, they're yeah. like. Ah! This is crazy, you know, Trump yep. takeover cons- tyrant. <laughs> I mean, it, just it was madness. a great troll. Whether or not, do you think he he meant to say it or did it slip? Was it the truth uh, trying to come out? Uh, I think he meant to say it. I think. Or does he know something we don't? Uh, I don't know about that, but I, maybe. But I think he's, uh, you know, he's dealt with the media to some extent and he knows the agenda of the media, so to speak. So I'm sure he's, uh, you know, he's trying to troll them back. I mean, that's what it is now. The media Mm -hmm. itself are a bunch of trolls. So what do you do? You troll back. Uh, What is Pompeo's current office that he holds? U S secretary of state secretary of state. Okay. Of course. Yeah. I'm still kind of have my, my ideas of Pompeo are still kind of tuned in uh, to when he was the uh, director of the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot okay. going on there, but the, yeah. we'll, we'll get no to one of the stories about uh, all the Pentagon changing seats there uh, in the episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah it's pretty, lots pretty of, wild. Lots of seats being changed all over the world. All over the world. Yep. It's a <laughs> it's big musical chairs. Yeah, uh, the music is going to stop. Um, but also, a quick update: the Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger mm-hmm. on the presidential election. He came out. I think it was this morning. He said, "With the margin being so close, it will require a full by hand recount in each county. This will help build confidence. It will be an audit, a recount, and a recanvas all at once. It will be a heavy lift." So yeah, 
straight up saying that there's going to be a, a recount, a hand recount in Georgia. That yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think there's definitely a possibility we're going to be seeing some recounts of several states. I know that's really spooking a lot of people, but um, not us. That sounds fun. Keep counting, baby. Yeah. Give us another Bush v. Gore. Let's drag this out as long as possible. And you know, I was talking to somebody a little more of a Lib Joe type, and they were saying like, well, you, you, you really think they can flip 5 million votes? And I was like, five million million votes. Are you talking about the popular vote or alleged popular vote count? He's like, well, yeah, if you you know Trump's going to win, he's going to have to say that five million votes were frauds. And it's like, no, sir, that's wrong. That's That's not not how it works because uh, super close. It's a lot closer than people think. And this is just my off the cuff research, so this could be wrong. But according to AP, these are AP's numbers. Biden is, uh, or won, quote unquote, Georgia by 14,000 votes. Mm -hmm. Uh, He won Arizona by 11,000 votes. He won Pennsylvania by 18,000 votes and Wisconsin by 20,000 votes. I think Michigan's a little bit more. It's like 100,000. But Mm -hmm. just putting those states together, four states, Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, that's less than 80,000 votes. Of course there can be fraud of 80,000 votes uh, if you want to flip. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't think people realize uh, how close this thing is and the amount of censorship we've, we've mentioned how we're not like super pro Trump on this channel or on this uh, podcast, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we want at least some kind of transparency. We know presidents are selected, not elected. Uh, yeah. That being well, said, if they're going to pretend that the system works, <laughs> at least convince us that the system <laughs> yeah. works yeah. and not have it so blatant that it's being, uh, you know, finagled with. Right. Um, Gons, I'm going to tell a quick story. If you can check your Skype chat uh, oh, okay. and send me the info that I need there. I had one thing I didn't set up oh, before okay. the show. Yeah, I'll get that. Um, and so uh, you can just text that to me or something. Okay. Um, but so I did a little check-in, a little check-in with the uh, the Lib Joe buddy of mine. And uh, for those who don't know, yes, uh, you know, as we do have childhood friends uh, and we, we part paths at some point uh, in our lives, uh, I do have a friend who is a, a bona fide Lib Joe. And for those who are new, that's a liberal journalist. And so I like to check in with this guy just to see, you know, he's a, he's a pretty level-headed fella and uh, he does his he does his work, does his research. And so it's always fun to kind of compare and contrast the, the worldviews, how, uh, you know, the different sets of information. But it's also fun to kind of hear about the liberal co- uh, conspiracy theories. And so I was ca- chatting with them uh, yesterday, you know, just kind of bringing it up like, oh, what do you think about the, the funky uh, – the Biden graphs, you know, the 138,000 votes that came in overnight. Or what do you think about all these videos floating around of vote counters, uh, you know, filling out ballots right there at the table or destroying them? And of course, you know, the, from the other side, it's oh, it's all fake news, all <laughs> manufactured. <laughs> can't it. trust it yeah nothing 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 he, he actually never did i only realized it later he never did uh answer to the 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 biden jump graph the overnight jump graph you know yeah. the famous straight line up the eye um, recovery 
Yes, the eye <laughs> recovery. And what he, but you know, it was interesting to get his take because the conspiracy theories floating around on the liberal side of all this is that, you know, instead of doing recounts and, uh, you know, straightening out, trying to detect fake ballots or, or whatever, you know, people are talking about, the liberals are concerned that, you know, the, the Republicans are coming in and destroying documents. So instead hmm. of trying to find fake ballots, uh, they're all hyped up on, oh, the Republicans are coming in and destroying real ballots. <laughs> we need to call this. We need wow. to crown crown King Biden uh, because before the, the Republicans have a chance to destroy ballots and get Trump back in. Um, Interesting. So, you know, there's conspiracy theories on both sides here. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Uh, you know, what the, else did it talk the, about? The, uh, you were talking about, you mentioned how your Libjo friend did admit to where oh, that yeah. money comes from. It's, it's kind of a fun joke we have with each other. He's a good hearted guy. And uh, I always like to end our conversations, you know, be like, so, uh, so here you can, you can tell me like, how much are those Soros paychecks? Like, let me know how, how much you get from, from your buddy Soros. And he finally laughed and he broke down. He says, eh, actually, yeah, our organization is funded by, uh, open what is it society called? foundation open society. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're actually funded by Soros. I was just being a funny jokester, but no, there you go. So that's, you know, that is, uh, that could possibly be a, Basil exposed moment there hanging out with friends that accept money. (laughs) Well, to be fair, he lives very far away. We don't hang out, but I do like to check in because I want to get a broad scope, you know, of, of what's going on in the world. Right. Uh, and how the other side thinks that's, that's kind of the main thing. Other side, as if I'm on one side, you know, I, I get enough of the conservative worldview. I get it, you know, a a constant stream of the conservative worldview. And I'm just trying to be fair to the, uh, to the liberals there, try to get a level headed person instead of, you know, the crazy online Twitter shouters, um, (laughs) which I, I do give my friend credit. He is level headed. Um, but he is funded by Soros. So booyah. Gotcha. Yep. You can call him out on it. And also, uh, that could be the end of you. I don't know. Both can be true. I'm going to try to get some Soros funding for the show. That'll be fine. Right. That's (laughs) not a, that's not a conflict of interest. (laughs) No, not at all. Yeah. (laughs) They'll, they'll be like, cool. And then they'll listen to one show and then, you know, they'll listen to the (laughs) Tarani Soros Rex episode. Well, we uh, put yeah. well, it's the Soros. perfect cover. It's the perfect cover. <laughs> we love Soros. We're we're praying for our enemies. We yes, we we call him a dinosaur because he's so. Uh, well, I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> there goes that of, money train. I can't think of a positive spin on that. <laughs> no, there it, isn't. There really isn't. Um, I, I do want to. I, I I thought we had this in the actual episode, but I guess I moved it to the to the section here. Well, this is the. MSNBC.com story installation of Trump loyalists at Pentagon seen as dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, just briefly here, uh, as of yet in the, the subheading of this is man, MSNBC just so ridiculous. As of yesterday, several of the Pentagon's top leaders are folks you might not trust to run a lemonade stand. <laughs> cool. 
cool MSNBC. You're so awesome. So legit. And I'm not, I won't read it here, but you guys know the story. Uh, you know, Trump fired defense secretary, Mark Esper and a whole bunch of people replaced, uh, him and also others. And, um, you know, the way the article frames it, it's like, Oh, right wing conspiracy theorist. And right. Uh, people that are part of the, uh, the pedal the Q in on conspiracy theory. And it's just, uh, they're all just conspiracy Again, theorists, which is, which is more than anything is just trying to, it's just triggering people. It is like it's, there's no critical thinking behind labeling people with those types of terms. What it's doing is it's just triggering the, uh, you know, the programming in all of our minds. Now is when we hear conspiracy theorists, when we hear Q, when we hear anything, that automatically is supposed to, in a lot of cases, put that person in the bad guy category. So you know that the who the bad guys are and the good guys are. Yeah. And uh, again, <laughs> I like how the MSNBC article concludes with, uh, in case this isn't obvious, the Pentagon is one of the largest and most powerful institutions on the planet. As of yesterday, several of its top leaders are folks you might not trust to run a lemonade stand. If we're fortunate, there won't be a national security crisis between now and Inauguration Day, which is now 70 days away. That would be fortunate. (laughs) (laughs) I got to agree with that. I mean, this is like. I would prefer to not have a national security crisis. Yeah. What are you going to do? They're prepping for it. But yeah, there you go. That's kind of the. uh, the atmosphere surrounding the election fraud story. And, you know, there's a lot of people doing great work uh, regarding some of the details of what's going on there. But uh, there's our little two cents at the top of the show, which happens to fall on 11, 11 today's oh, yeah. 11, 11, 2020. It's the 11, 11 day. I can't believe I didn't catch that when I was, when we were doing the last show. I know we didn't, um, we didn't yeah. pump it. This is the 1111 show. So here we go. Congratulations, everybody. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm congratulating you, but you know, you, <laughs> you made just it for being alive. Yeah. You made it this far. It is 1111 today, which is fun. You know, a lot of people, uh, put some sort of significance on that number. Um, I will say for our producers at home, uh, producership was slightly low again this episode, which, you know, that's kind of just been the thing for the past week or so. So we understand it's a, it's a weird time. Um, but if you are, we should have put it out last episode, but, uh, we can do a special 1111 donation. Yeah. Uh, for today so there you go if if that's something that you are um passionate about if 1111 is an exciting thing for you you can become an 1111 producer and uh, you can do that there's a if you're watching live there's the little qr code on the top right of the screen just scan that with your smartphone camera it'll take you to the paypal or you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support canary CryRadio.com slash support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. Jump on in there. There's uh, PayPal options. And yes, if you want to become a 1111 producer, very special time to become a producer. Um, thank you very much. You can go ahead and do that. And uh, you can just, just get in there and get her done before we hit the uh, producer segment. And you'll make it on the show. Okay. I do want to, I want to mention, uh, a quick story about 11 11. Mm-hmm. Um, when you and I 
met in the flesh a few times. Uh, there was yes. one time where we went to go eat and there was somebody yeah. closely associated to you. I'm not going to say who it was exactly. But mm-hmm. he, 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 this person, I'll give okay. away the gender, was there with us. And How dare you assume the gender? Yeah. They, <laughs> and they, they, they mentioned that 1111 uh, means that an angel is watching you. Yeah. A very well, bold claim. It is a bold claim. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't quite find that in the uh, in in the Bible, but you know that that is the thing. I mean, that's kind of the common uh, understanding. If you Google search eleven eleven, it's supposed yeah. to be some sort of angel number. I'm not quite a, an angel numerologist, but you know, <laughs> some people feel that way, and there you go. So I, it's a it's a great day to become uh, an angel producer, <laughs> a light worker. I remember your reaction to it too, which was. <laughs> like that was your reaction to the whole the whole statement and conversation of eleven eleven and the angel. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I don't, I don't know what to say about it, but <laughs> hey, if that's what gets you through the day, great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do we want to jump into the flippy update? Oh, disturbing flippy update. Yes. Flippy update. Do you want fries with that? Okie dokie, folks. We're going to head into the Flippy update here. If you're new to the show, let me just help you out just a second. Flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. That's right. If you're watching the live broadcast, you can see a Flippy arm just hanging out over my shoulder there. They're they're breaking into podcasting. Working with Joe. Working yes, with Creepy working. Joe. <laughs> I've got Joe on one shoulder and Flippy on the other. Um, and we use talking about Flippy as a proxy conversation to explore how robotics and AI are uh, taking over the world and making their way into our lives and uh, what we can do about it. Uh, but this is a story coming from StarTelegram.com. The headline is, After Worker Killed by Robotic Arm. Auto parts company must pay $1.5 million, feds say. Ooh, the fed boys are getting in on this one. The article reads, in 2016, a 20-year-old worker entered an area with several robots and other machinery and was fatally struck by a robotic arm. Now the auto parts company where she worked will pay $1.5 million in fines and restitution, the Department of Justice announced Monday. June LLC. Agent, whoa, Agent USA pleaded guilty to a charge related to the 2016 death of Regina Elsie, the Department of Justice said in a news release. Elsie worked at Agent's facility in Cusetta, Alabama, when she and other employees went inside a work area to clear a sensor, according to a 2016 article in Safety News Alert. Oh, what if that sounds like a fun outlet? Safety news alert. Guns, just to take a quick aside, mm-hmm. this is the first episode of anything that I've done in the past 10 months without a uh, virtual reality headset on. Ooh. And I got to say, it's, it's weird. 
It's weird to be <laughs> podcasting without a VR helmet on. Welcome back uh, to the regular world. I know. I'm podcasting in the real world. I've been assimilated for 10 months. And so I'm kind of noticing uh, <laughs> it's, I'm like, I'm slowing down on my reading a little bit. All right. Anyways, let's get back to it. Quote, on June 18th, 2016, she entered an enclosure called a cell containing several robots and other pieces of machinery, the DOJ news release said. Quote, while she was inside the cell troubleshooting a sensor fault, one of the machines started up and Elsie was struck by a robotic arm. She died of her injuries. The Occupational Safety and Health Act requires all employers to turn off machines during maintenance and servicing in a process called lockout tagout according to the Department of Justice. Officials said agent did not follow or enforce the procedure for at least two years. Supervisors also did not follow the lockout-tagout procedure, the news release said. Quote, in the 15 minutes prior to Elsie's fatal injury, in the presence of their supervisors, workers entered cells to troubleshoot machinery without following the lockout-tagout no less than five times, and the supervisors did not take any action or stop or reprimand them. The Department of Justice said, quote, in two other instances, the supervisors themselves entered a cell without following lockout tagout. After agent pleaded guilty to, quote, willful, willfully, sorry, willful violation of the OSH Act standard requiring the use of lockout tagout procedures, U.S. Magistrate Judge Stephen Michael Doyle ordered the company to pay the maximum five fine of $500,000 and $1 million in restitution to Elsie's estate. The company will also have a three-year probation period where it, quote, must comply with a safety compliance plan overseen by a third-party auditor. Quote, Regina's tragic death, death was preventable. Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General John D. Brightbill said in the news release, uh, quote, OSH Act standards exist to protect American workers, but employers must actually implement them uh, when safety policies exist only on paper tragedies like this occur so there you go guns you know so in this case and i remember reading this when it happened but it's interesting to see uh that it actually you know they actually did something about it this was an opportunity um, and I kind of want to poke around and look for maybe a, a legal breakdown of maybe the cases that were made. Mm -hmm. Now, it does say they pleaded guilty, so they probably knew there's no way out of it. But this was uh, this was an interesting opportunity for the personhood of robots people to get involved. You know, this yeah. would have been an ish, interesting court case if the company was like, it wasn't us. Who's this robot? It has a mind of its <laughs> yeah. own. Yeah. Well, especially if, if the machinery turned on on its own or, you know, yeah. uh, went against some kind of uh, safety measures that, that, that were in place. It says they didn't enforce it. I don't think they have much of an out in this particular situation. No. Yeah. But in the future, yeah, they can say, hey, we followed lockout, tag out, but uh, the robot just, I don't know, it just had its own thing see, going. That, and see, that would have been a more interesting court case. Right. I'll give them that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's weird. In, in cases like this, you know, these automatic robots, they're kept literally kept in cages and uh, technicians have to like enter the cages to work on the robots. It has a real feel of like a zookeeper, 
You know, yeah. you'll hear a, a horrible story of like, oh, this zookeeper had to go uh, into the tiger enclosure. And uh, that's when it all went south. That's kind of how it feels to me on sort of a spiritual level with this story. Well, eventually, uh, all the wall talk and the kids in cages, it's all going to flip to robots in cages. You know, <laughs> how dare they cage those robots? <laughs> You know, <laughs> they'll be blaming Trump. Trump put robots in cages. <laughs> well, after Trump is like, gone. <laughs> yeah. Let's say it wasn't Trump. Obama was putting <laughs> robots in cages way before. It'll be yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. So It'll be a whole thing. This is uh, the first official murder, ro- murder flippy, murderer flippy. Yes. This it, as far as I know, as far as the legal, <laughs> the legal <laughs> side of it, this was the first flippy murder. Um, and I thought it was interesting that all these reports were coming directly from the DOJ. Yeah. You know, usually with statements and quotes about a court case, um, you know, you'll get it from a representative of the plaintiff right. or you'll get it from a court reporter court, yeah. or something. But I think that shows the level of, uh, you know, the, the complexity in a case like this yeah. is that they they basically went all the way to the top to get the reporting from this uh, court case. Well, it's uncharted territory. So it I'm really sure is. it comes across yeah. the table of lawyers and they're like, uh, robot yeah. died from a robot. Uh, we don't know what to do with that here. Department <laughs> of justice, you deal with it. I know it's crazy. <laughs> they had to, they're going to have a, you know, it's going to go up to the Supreme court one of these days, trying to figure out who's at fault for, uh, you know, flippy, the burger flipping robot, having grilled his manager's face or something. ACB um, has no idea what, ha- what's in store for her. In, the, in the, the rest of her life, the kind of court cases you, she think you know, you think the election yeah. fraud is going to be a problem. Wait till the robots. Yeah. That's going to be on the questionnaire. You know, there's a lot of hype about how ACB, you know, had to fill out a questionnaire about her election uh, legal right. experience regarding Bush v. Gore. Yeah. So it'll be on the questionnaire. Now, what we, what was your, what's been your experience litigating for autonomous robot arms <laughs> uh, in the Flippy v. Basil case of 2023? <laughs> oh. Predicting yeah. cases against precedent. yourself already, huh? It's a precedent setting. Well, I've I've been to 2023, and yes, there's okay. a very, very prolonged, uh, internationally acclaimed court case that'll be coming in 2023. Keep an eye out for it. Basil versus Flippy. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, uh, Flippy is the is the plaintiff. I'm oh. the defendant Ooh. in this case. Yeah. Yeah, that'll really put the podcast on the map, though. I really get the publicity out there. Podcaster uh, being tried for murder of robot arm. Yeah, it was gonna, an accident. It was an accident. It was a workplace accident. They're gonna, okay. They're going to ban all kinds of movies where robots get hurt. It's going to be a I wild know. world. Well, you know, that's the thing now. Of course, movies that were made even 20 years ago are considered unacceptable. Uh there's going to be a day where Terminator, uh, the whole Terminator saga is deemed racist against robots. You know, it, it represents robots in a negative light and we yeah. can't be, we can't be representing our robotic brothers and sisters that way. Yeah. yeah look, look how, look how, uh, unintelligent our ancestors were framing robots <laughs> as just machines. 
Okay, we should probably keep on. All these all these words are going to be used against us later by the robot lawyer. He's going to curate all of this, and it'll just be robot overlords. I didn't really say that. It's all deep fake. It's all deep fake. All right, um, bunch of updates to go through here. Uh, So here we go. Thirty-three, the Illuminati dog whistle. We're always mm-hmm. looking for that number in uh, various headlines, and especially related to the Ronas. Uh, this one is from QCTimes.com. It's Quad City Times. Rock Island Milan schools have thirty-three COVID nineteen cases in ten days. Three hundred sixty staff and students are quarantined. Oh, there you go. I think this is Vermont, if I'm not mistaken. Rock yeah. Island Milan. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, 33 more, 33 cases. more cases, they always got to report COVID cases in, in multiples of 33. Yeah. You'll never see a 32 cases. No, no. Uh, yeah, this, it gets stranger folks with the whole 33 thing today because in ArabNews.com, China hmm. reports 22 new COVID-19 cases versus 33 a day earlier. Oh, <laughs> like, oh what? wow. They're really getting in on it. There's just so many layers to this one. Arab news, uh, you know, 22 new cases is some kind of like transition. <laughs> like the to- picture is uh, an Asian woman dressed as Minnie Mouse when she, she's at Disney World. She's yeah. Selfie in, in Hong Kong, maybe. China, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yes. That it, it's the uh, I don't know. It's it must represent thirty three new COVID cases or twenty two new cases, as opposed to thirty three before. Right. Not much to read other than yeah. There's no point to make this headline other mm-hmm. than to have thirty three in the headline. When was that posted? This was posted on. Um. Let's see. Well, there's no date here. It sh- it should have been oh, November tenth, twenty twenty. Okay. Oh, so, they just missed it. Fact checker bot in the chat said thirty three twenty two posted on eleven eleven. Oh, but it wasn't. It was eleven ten. Well, well, nice. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the eleven eleven on uh, to Western nations. Maybe eleven yeah. eleven or yeah eleven. What's what's thirty three uh, plus twenty two? Fifty five. yeah. Then five plus five that, is ten. I don't know what that means, but there it is. <laughs> Booyah! Yeah, ten. The number they oh, skipped from 95. The 33 plus 22, 55 plus 11 66. is 66. Oh, yeah, root 66. Oh, we did it. We solved the case. <laughs> we solved some kind of thing. Uh, also, today, for those of uh, you who don't know, is Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. And so thank, thank you, you to, to all our veterans. Yeah, thanks to all our veterans. And of course, cron.com. Veterans Day in 2020, quiet parades, somber virtual events. This is like the most depressing uh, article. Virtual events. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's a few uh, lines from this article that are very sad. Cemeteries decorated with American flags were silent as well, as many of the traditional ceremonies were canceled. In mm. New York City, a quiet parade of military vehicles with no spectators rolled through Manhattan to maintain the 101-year tradition of veterans marching on Fifth Avenue. Uh, what else is there? Oh, in Idaho, 33 residents of the state veterans home in Boise have tested positive, 
including nine on Tuesday. Oh said gosh, home administrator. Always, that's crazy. I know. There's, I mean, because what happens is, you know, the whole point of this article uh, for Veterans Day was, hey, the virus really, you know, caused uh, problems on Veterans Day. We're not able to uphold all of our traditions that we're used to doing um, in this country. Uh, but also in Idaho, 33 residents of the state veterans home have tested positive. Yeah, and six have died and four are hospitalized. So uh, that's more, too bad. more Illuminati dog whistling there. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, that's 2020 for you. And you know, people are saying, I, I'm seeing a lot of people on social media. I can't wait for 2020 to be over. You, people As have no idea. Yeah, 2021 <laughs> is just going to get worse it's gonna be yeah, worse I I, it's bad now yeah it's it's yeah it's not gonna get any better folks so keep Guns, that in mind i do, do want to mention real quick i'm over on the youtube uh stream here uh make sure to hit the like button everybody thank you very much i see people hitting that very important that we get that in the first few minutes of the show uh for the algorithms to share the show out uh right now we're at uh 87 likes and one dislike what <laughs> What did we do? Is that Flippy? Did Flippy not like me talking about his murder case? I'm just picturing the robot arm. Dislike. <laughs> just one, <laughs> one robot arm. Yeah, I'm trying to navigate the uh, navigate to the dislike button. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. All right. What's a next? couple more updates here. Actually, a few more. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. Got hairy legs. Got hairy legs. While Joe sniffs your eyeball there, in the meantime, uh, moderndiplomacy.eu, Joe Biden as a restorer of the new world order. Oh, great. How can you restore something (laughs) that's new? I don't know. But, you know, at first I thought, oh, this must be like a right wing conspiracy, you know, blog or something like that. Trying to say that, yeah, oh, they're trying to, you know. Bring back the new world order. Nope. This is like a super pro Biden article talking about yeah. how Biden is going to restore you know, all kinds restore of stuff that Trump the destroyed. New world order. Yeah. yeah of course. It's pretty crazy. But I mean, it's a straight up headline. Uh, yeah. I do have one what's, paragraph. What's the outlet? Uh, Moderndiplomacy.eu. So it's an EU Ooh, outlet. EU. So, oh, of uh, course. Yeah. It says here, while the enduring global camaraderie of the new world order may have suffered greatly as a result of Donald Trump's disruptive America first mantra, <laughs> the incoming political guard appears ready to restore the value tradition of building consensus through networking and negotiating between Washington and its allies. As Ooh. reckoned by Biden, the notion of America first Pursuance by Trump nearly turned the country into a pariah sovereign as, quote, America alone. That naked reality could not have been captured more succinctly by anyone than Brian McKeon, the president-elect's advisor on foreign policy, who submits thus, quote, Biden would have a lot of repair work to do as president, Mm. end quote. So, yeah, this is, I mean, I was pretty appalled. I was like, oh, wow, they're really just going after it. Yeah, uh, not hiding it at all with the whole new world order speak. Um, no, it's it's a whole good thing now. It you is, know? and and it's part of. Yeah, of course, it's it's been sort of a developing double speak, and it's been interesting, at least through our careers, following this type of thing. You talk about the new world order, and usually, I mean, for the past, you know, I don't know, many years, almost a decade, 
whenever we you mention New World Order to uh, you know a normie or somebody who's not necessarily in the Canary Cry family per se, it's mostly like, oh, that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's crazy conspiracy theory. Right. That's wild. You've been uh, on too many blogs. But now you mention New World Order, and it's not that doesn't exist. It's like. Oh, please give us the new world order. We want it so badly. Restore it, President Biden. Harry legs Biden. Restore it for us. Uh, It's wild, man. It's just, yeah. Uh, Along the same lines here, uh, another headline from Time, this Time magazine, time.com. If Mm -hmm. Biden is going to rebuild the international order, he'll need a friend like the UK. What? Okay. You know, the whole point of the United, like the America was to break free from, you know, UK. Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> Explicitly to separate ourselves from the, from the, uh, the nonsense in Europe. That was yeah. the whole point of America. Yeah. It's, but, we're tired of these European <laughs> uh, just shenanigans. Which is so, that's why it's so weird how people that are, you know, I guess left ideologically and a lot of like your normie folks are Mm. all about it. It's just so bizarre. It's like just from a practical political spectrum, we get that there's a deeper spiritual thing going on here, but just, just in the context of the right left paradigm, it's just appalling to me that, you know, people are like, yeah, we got to restore international order. It's all, we got to, you know, befriend UK and be more like them. It's, Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable to me. And uh, we have one more, a uh, new world order thing here. A new world order can emerge. This is from Zawya.com. UAE calls for global cooperation in a new world order. Dr. Anwar Gargash says the most pressing challenge is to build Arab states that are accountable to their people. And uh, given all the Middle East peace stuff, I thought this was an interesting headline. Uh, he says that, uh, or this is Dr. Gargish underlined that the world must pay attention on evolution towards a quote, new world order. So, I mean, nice. not, no, no conspiracy about it. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the UN agenda is part of this. He says as a quote, as a candidate for a non-permanent UN security council seat in 2022, 23, the UAE plans to use the opportunity to contribute to reinforce, uh, yeah, reinforcing confidence in the multilateral system, which is a you know nice, pretty way to say we're we're building the new world order from here, um, <laughs> right? You know, through the U- even apart from the UN. So, yep, there you go. Peace in the Middle East, but not before a new world order can emerge. Yeah, and you know, another point to make is you know, new world order was not a term coined by you know conspiracy people. Yeah. That was a term coined by the people uh, pushing for the new world order, you know, which <laughs> right. is which is so interesting to see how the development of that double speak, you know, yeah. because it's it's basically a conspiracy term, but uh, conspiracy people didn't make it up. No, that was, and that's wh- in their own words. And the spiritual origins are very interesting because it comes from Alice Bailey's uh, externalization right. of the hierarchy, where she channeled a, an entity named Dejuakul. And she has a whole segment in one of her books called how to build a new world order. And she has this list of things that needs to happen. And so given that it's like, okay, the origins are certainly not uh, anything good. It's from, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even from the spiritual realm, 
it seems to be coming from nefarious sources there. So, uh, yeah, it's just pretty, pretty incredible that we sit here in 2020 and, you know, the, all these world outlets and leaders are openly not shy, shy at all about the whole thing, about the whole new world order thing here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, uh, part of it is the, the underinformed informed public, they're just eating it up. So I think they're just going to keep doing it because, uh, yeah, people, people love it. I, I remember, ah, oh, man must've been 2009. This is before I made the documentary. I was, uh, interning at a recording studio and, uh, somebody, you know, we we're talking, I was looking into all this stuff and starting to wake up to all this craziness. And I remember talking to a fellow guy who was trying to work there and he was like, yeah, man, I'm ready for the new world order. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like to fight it or whatever? He's like, no, man, whatever happens, it's just coming together. I'm all, I'm stoked about it. And it was like, Really? What? You're totally up for it? Or you, it was just weird. So a lot of people are, you know, they're just all about it. I don't think yeah. they realize what it is, but you know, it's lack. It's, it's lack of knowledge, <laughs> lack of knowledge, yep. man. I know that's it's wild. crazy. It's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course. Well, and that's kind of the point. Cause of course, any sort of contemporary description of the new world order by someone in the the institution, you know, if you're listening to a politician or you're listening to a Silicon Valley business person, tech mogul, they, they are talking about the new world order in all positive terms. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it is people just don't have the, the, the influence of somebody who has another view of it than, you know, Jack Dorsey or somebody at the IMF or something like that. Yeah. Especially with the Great Reset, we must reset the economy of the world. Do you need more conspiracy theorist friends, man? <laughs> I know, I know. We well, I think we talk about the ones that aren't just because they stick out more. <laughs> we have conversations yeah. with them. Um, but anyway, we got a couple more updates. Did you ever have the Woo! feeling that you were being watched? This is from uh, vtdigger.org. State to begin surveillance testing for coronavirus in K through twelve schools. And mm. this is in Vermont, where the COVID-19 case counts continue to climb steadily. State officials announced Tuesday they are preparing to begin large-scale regular surveillance testing in the what state's case. surveillance K testing? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Is uh, this sewer surveillance? <laughs> I don't know, but it's the staff. It's not the students yet. Okay. They, they plan to do the students, but here's what it says. Quote, to be clear, testing of school personnel is a public health surveillance strategy. Mm -hmm. Health Commissioner Mark Levine said during the governor's twice weekly press conference, the testing will continue indefinitely. Great. Indefinitely. Yeah, great. Quote, it's not meant to be a, let's just see what the impact of Thanksgiving is. This is a strategy that will persevere until we're all vaccinated and doing well and enjoying our lives like they used to be. Oh my gosh. I mean, come on, This is man. insulting. I know, I know. That is, I mean, there you go. In black and white, they're admitting it right there. We're never going to stop surveilling you. Yeah. We're never going to stop. Until you're vaccinated so that everybody can be happy again. Yeah, man, it's out of control, man. And, yeah, as if they're going to stop doing it even after the vaccination. Oh, it's probably going to up the whole thing. Uh, yeah. It says the state's uh, state estimates 25,000 people could be tested through the K through 12 surveillance program. 
The tests will be offered to all public schools and a small number of private schools, according to Agency of Education spokesperson Ted Fisher. And here's the other part of it. The tests will be self-administered PCR tests. <laughs> self-administered <laughs> PCR tests. I, I, <laughs> okay. That just shows that it's nonsense. It's, it's garbage. And by the it's way, th- garbage. That, if that's the case, I'll be like, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll self-administer PCR test. One cycle for my test. Well, I'm sure what they're doing is just letting you stick the, the swab up your own nose. But <laughs> how can, I don't know. Are they surveil? Are they watching them do it? What is the, even the point of doing self-administration? I don't know. But the, it goes, uh, the whole thing sounds totalitarian. You're talking about surveillance, yeah. you know, and, but then also self-administered PCR tests. Well, that's what they love is this, the self surveillance. Yeah. They want us to be watching ourselves and watching each other. So the work is easier on them. It's the virtual panopticon. We police yeah. ourselves because the authorities can take any one of us down at any point. That's the whole yeah. idea. Wow. Uh, so, Where was this? Where uh, Vermont. Vermont. Yeah. Oh, weird. Huh. I haven't heard much about Vermont lately. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's a very beautiful state. That's, but, uh, that's all I hear. That's, that's all I hear too. <laughs> that's all I ever hear about Vermont. Maybe they're like, we really should up the, the fear to get some more people. Yeah, to travel everybody out keeps here. coming here because they hear how beautiful it is. <laughs> Tell them they got to swab their own brains <laughs> so they don't come. Uh, one more update before we get into full stories here. And it is once again, we got a lot of surveillance stories today. Did yeah. you ever have the yeah. feeling that you were being watched? This this is a pretty important story. Again, this is one of those things that I, I don't think people are talking about during, because everyone's distracted with the elections. Mm-hmm. But this is Nat Law Review, the National Law Review.com. Zoom settles with the FTC on video surveillance and encryption overstatement. Mm. So the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, conducted an investigation into Zoom video communications, uh, their privacy and security practices, and announced a settlement agreement. On November 9th, 2020, as part of the agreement, Zoom agreed to establish and implement a comprehensive security program and a prohibition on privacy and security misrepresentations. So, and this is pretty crazy. I, I, I remember hearing about it a little bit, but again, not talked about a whole lot. So, uh, as you know, when uh, everything happened with the Ronas and everything shut down, Zoom was pushed out as like everybody's favorite, uh, you know, go to. Uh, VoIP, voice over yeah, IP took application, over internet phone calls, yeah, everything. Poor, poor Skype never. I know. Never got the, the PR. <laughs> Maybe that's why Bill Gates was really pushing the whole Rona thing. He wanted more people to use Skype. That's the big conspiracy. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, it it's Microsoft, as much right? sense as anything else. I know. The FTC alleges that Zoom's claim that its video calls were protected by end-to-end encryption was quote deceptive and unfair practices that undermined the security of its users. Zoom, according to its website and security white paper, represented that meetings that utilized computer audio was secured with end-to-end encryption, at least according to Zoom's website. However, The Intercept reported that the encryption that Zoom used uh, uses to protect meetings was actually transport encryption, which allowed Zoom service itself to access the unencrypted video and audio content of Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. In the complaint, the FTC claimed that uh, claimed that Zoom's security practices were lacking, including for some data located on servers 
in China. Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, further, while Zoom claimed that meeting data was being safeguarded in secure cloud storage, the FTC found that recorded meetings were being kept unencrypted on Zoom servers for up to 60 days before being transferred. So there you go. All those people that use Zoom during the lockdowns. All had, of your meetings were stored in China. Yeah. Well, not all. They say some data. No. But, okay. But Zoom well, themselves were holding it for at least 60 days before they moved it over to alleged encrypted, uh, you know, end to end encrypted servers. So, yeah. Wow. Well, which shouldn't come as a surprise because, you know, and this is one thing encryption has become sort of the uh, just a word to throw out there. Yeah. When you, I mean, you can put any sort of implementation of encryption on a piece of software and you can just say encrypted and people assume what you're saying is that, yeah, all your data is encrypted and protected from end to end and uh, it's totally safe. Use our service. But it's just it's more of like a, a selling talking point. Um, even if it's not implemented in any safe sort of way, which you see all the time with a lot of different uh, tech products that come out. Um, it was another thing with, uh, you know, when Facebook started talking about how they're going to encrypt all your messages. Well, they're kind of doing it, but they're, of course, allowing themselves to uh, harvest all your messages for data. Right. But, uh, you know, yeah, it was a big deal for Zoom. You got companies, humongous companies all over the country uh you know relying on zoom to do business and uh, with the misunderstanding they're thinking that it's safe and zoom is all up to snuff and here you go right uh, <laughs> it not only is it not encrypted but they're storing some of it in china so uh sorry american economy <laughs> yeah how much information does china have even more so now Oh, I love it. Companies I love and it. families and you know all kinds of stuff. It well, is and out I of think, control. Again, with when it comes to China and data, like it's not just we're, you don't just say China just to be spooky or anything. I mean, data is a commodity. It's a nationally uh, coveted commodity, yeah. and when you're sending the data from especially i mean with all the corporate espionage and industrial espionage that happens over in china them you know stealing intellectual property from american companies mm -hmm. to be if you were a company that relied on zoom to for your workers to work from home uh, and you're an american company with perhaps some sensitive you know proprietary information being shared on these meetings that is a, a huge betrayal of trust for a zoom to uh to catch i mean i don't care if you know zoom is sending uh you know whatever my when i zoom call my cats or something but uh if you're a, an american a larger american corporation with proprietary information being communicated oh you're pretty mad right now probably and if you're not you're not paying attention and oh that's i'm sure okay. I'm sure most people aren't paying attention i'm sure as we speak we have large companies going, Oh, hold on. Let me, let me accept you into this zoom call, this private <laughs> zoom call to you. Let me accept you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. those are all the updates. I know it's a good handful, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. That was a nice little handful of updates. There. Yeah. Um, but along those same lines, um, one of our main stories here is about surveillance. Did you ever Woo! have a feeling that you were being watched? Were you able to pull this up, Basil? 
No, I have some secret ad blocker that I cannot turn off. And so it won't let me read this article. Okay. Uh, so I'll go ahead and do it here, but this is okay. azdailysun.com. Coconino County encourages COVID-19 syndromic surveillance. Oh gosh. That's a new phrase. I don't for everybody. even know what that means, but I don't like it. Syndromic surveillance. And Coconino is in uh, Arizona. Coconino County Health and Human Services is working to get local hospitals to share more information about potential COVID-19 patients in order to bottle or I'm sorry, in order to better track the disease's prevalence in the community. Now, I'm already disturbed by that. Yeah. Share more information about potential COVID-19 patients. Mm-hmm. And who gets to determine that? Although well, hospitals, we're, uh, we're all potential. <laughs> we're patients. everyone's potential. Yeah. So this is uh, another way of saying we're watching all of you. Yeah. Although hospitals are required to report their number of confirmed COVID nineteen patients, county epidemiologist Matt Maurer said the goal is to get more hospitals to participate in a voluntary program that tracks COVID nineteen symptoms in patients as they visit emergency departments and urgent and ambulatory care centers at both the county and state levels. Not all hospitals are sharing this information and only a limited number of urgent care clinics are participating as part of a pilot project. The Arizona department of health services, ADHS reports, which uh, uh, ADHS sounds like ADHD. I just, I kept (laughs) messing it up when I was reading it earlier, but anyway, Uh, These records of patient symptoms are used to determine the percent of COVID-like illness, CLI. COVID-like illness. Yeah, it's COVID-like illness. Among uh, total hospital visits, one of the benchmarks set by ADHS for the reopening of businesses and schools. I mean, come on, man. That is, come on, man. According to the latest report, using data from the last week of October, Coconino County's CLI is 2.7%, while statewide CLI this week is 5.1% for emergency departments and 3.6% for inpatient settings. A CLI percent of less than 5% is considered minimal community transmission, while the moderate category includes up to 10%. The process for calculating CLI is called syndromic surveillance and is organized by the National Syndromic Surveillance Program, NSSP. I had no idea that such a program existed. A collaboration between the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, local and state health departments, and other federal academic and private partners. More than 5,000 healthcare facilities from 47 states contribute to this program every day, sharing data from about 73% of the nation's emergency department visits, according to a CDC description of the program. Quote, COVID-like illness has really brought syndromic surveillance onto the map. Ah, Very convenient. Said Maurer. Syndromic. Who explains the process has previously been used during events such as heat waves or wildfires to track how many people have symptoms of heat or smoke-related illnesses in real time instead of waiting for later reports. Uh, CDC further explained the process can characterize and allow for a response uh, to situations including foodborne outbreaks, ding, 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 I should probably ding that, and drug overdoses within the community. Uh, To participate in NSSP, medical facilities send data on chief complaint 
diagnosis patient characteristics and location to state and local health departments or to health information exchanges, CDC reports. Any possible patient identification is removed from the data before being submitted and the information is available for analysis within 24 hours of the patient's visit. So at least they're suggesting that there's no direct you know, way to figure out who exactly uh, has this. But I mean, that's only one step removed because all these um, health outlets have that information. You know, I'm sure if the CDC wanted to dig in, they could. Mauer said, yeah. uh, go ahead. Oh, no, continue. Okay. Mauer said much of the challenge in having hospitals report this data is aligning the software programs used by hospitals and ADHS to allow data to be shared between the two. Banner Health Page Hospital is currently participating in the program, while Flagstaff Medical Center and Tuba City Regional Healthcare are both working toward syndromic surveillance reporting. Quote, we're always working with the hospitals to try to onboard more people into that system. With COVID-like illness being a benchmark, it's really shown the importance of having that ability on that system, Maurer said. Uh, Coconino reported an additional 238 COVID-19 cases in its Monday report, which includes all cases added Friday through Sunday, bringing the county's total case number to 5,803. Of those, 700 were admitted to the hospital and an estimated 40, uh, 4,345 have recovered. Uh, <laughs> last week saw a 35% increase in cases, setting a record, which uh, it really, I get really annoyed when I see setting a record because this is like a new thing, supposedly, right? So like every sure. time the number goes up, every time they add numbers, it's going to go up. It's going to be a record <laughs> uh, for total number of new cases registered throughout the week at 405, surpassing the previous record. Uh, Breaking week ending in October 24th by 29 or uh, 39 cases. Maurer said areas of particular concern include Flagstaff, Page, and tribal communities, which have all been seeing increased cases over the last month. Flagstaff has had more than 3,400 total cases as of Monday. And according to Northern Arizona Healthcare, there were 18 positive uh, COVID 19 patients at Flagstaff Medical Center and 22, oh, another 22, with COVID 19 test results pending. So there you go. Uh, an article you're probably not going to hear from a lot of news outlets out there because it's in a small town of Coconino County. Um, but yeah, we get a glimpse into this nationwide surveillance program, the syndromic surveillance program where, where uh, health authorities are basically being encouraged to share uh, COVID-like symptoms or uh, track uh, yeah, per voluntary, uh, what is it? COVID-like symptoms in patients. Uh, what is it? The CLI? Yeah, um, COVID-like in illness. Illness, yeah. Yeah, to, to determine the percent of COVID-like illness. I don't like how so they're, vague. what is this blurring of the line between COVID-like illness and co why don't, why don't I just call it COVID? So are they, is this not a testing thing? This is a reporting thing? This is thing? a reporting thing. Yeah, this is so like for- So they're not actually testing for COVID. They're just saying if you, if someone has a COVID-like symptom. Yeah. Which, as we know, the list of COVID symptoms are long and sort of arbitrary in a yeah. lot of cases. I mean, anything from a headache- or, of course, a scratchy throat or something like that, a little cough. Uh, those are all COVID-like symptoms. Um, yeah, this is it, – it's kind of just like blatant 
I, w- I don't even want to necessarily call it false reporting. It's just like not reliable at all. Yeah. Yeah. The other part of it, um, well, the CDC came out and said they're not tracking uh, the regular flu this year, right? The regular influenza. And so. I don't remember them saying that. I know that oh, the yeah. reports had it down like 95% or something. I'm pretty sure the CDC came out and said they're not tracking influenza. Which is why, why? I, because of COVID-19, that was their what logic. What are we paying you for? They, <laughs> they're just not tracking flu, well, which means yeah. which means anything that looks like a flu, they're calling COVID. But that's, the, that's what I'm saying. And so this story, you know, given that premise, is extra disturbing because now it's, yeah, it's all moving towards anything that has a symptom that looks like it, we're going to track yeah. and we're going to wow. surveil based on syndrome, not actual call- test results. Yeah. Well, yeah. Based on uh, symptom and calling it a CLI, which is a great little sneaky way to make people think you're talking about COVID when you, when you really don't know, you know, it's a COVID like illness. We don't need testing. We'll just, Hey, you got a headache. Okay. You got a COVID like illness. Yeah. This is, um, I'm trying to look for that article or, or a article that mentions how they're not tracking the regular flu this year. I think it was just like a little note that uh, the CDC had I would mentioned. Like to, I would like to hear a good explanation as to why the flu numbers are what they are. Because the only thing that any mainstream person or any uh, you know normie will say is like, oh, because everybody's wearing masks. So 98% of the flu disappeared because we're wearing masks. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, if that's the case, why is COVID not disappearing? <laughs> COVID is... It doesn't yeah, make any sense. It doesn't make sense at all. People don't really think about these things critically, but yeah, there you go. I mean, this is another, just, you know, for our audience who are very well informed, you know, we're just trying yes. to stay ahead of the curve here because these types of uh, issues and topics and buzzwords will, will yeah. probably make their way into the national consciousness. Well, Yeah, this is an important one because this is, of course, they're just testing it in a little Coconino County down there in Arizona. That's how they do it. They test it in these little spots. And then once they figure out that they can uh, pretty much put any number of CLI, COVID-like illnesses on the list as possible, you'll see this more and more and more. This is just the beginning with this syndromic uh, tracking thing, syndromic surveillance. So keep an eye on it. And remember, CLIs are not COVID. Yeah. Okay. So All right. there's a- You want to- Yeah, real quick. I found the- There's a screenshot here. Again, I, I'm not going to be able to- Maybe I can look for the direct source here later, but it says- uh, this is the, the cdc.gov slash flu slash weekly slash blah, blah, blah. Due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, this system will suspend data collection for the 2020-2021 influenza season. Data from Why? previous season are available on FluView Interactive. So, yep, suspending data oh collection for the 2020-2021 influenza season. But they're collecting this... <laughs> Well, and Influenza. The, the flu has a similar at this point with the, you know, at this point in the, the, the process of the pandemic, the flu has a similar uh, mortality rate as COVID-19 does. Why would you track COVID-19, but not its similarly deadly influenza? 
maybe because you're just counting them all at the same thing. I mean, it's really the only thing that makes sense. It, okay. It's really nefarious when you start looking at this in that in that light because it's yeah. like because I mean you know it's one thing for this whole syndromic surveillance thing to be like yeah all right some small co- you know county working on it but no this is like CDC this is a CDC operation yeah you know so th- this is really uh, I think it, it explains why they even said that they're like oh. You know, yeah, we're not going to track it, but we're going to get around it by making all of you continue to fear the Ronas. Yeah. And that's really the point here. Fear is freedom. <laughs> all right. Um, you want to talk about uh, some Chinese news? Welcome to Chinese news. Woo. That's right, folks. Well, we're going to keep up with some Chinese news here because there's some interesting developments. Of course, we want to give a shout out to our Hong Kong listeners, of which there are zero because we're banned in China. But (laughs) uh, if you are somehow receiving this message, just know that we're thinking about you. This is coming from NewYorkTimes.com, so you know it's true. Uh, The article is titled, China Targets Hong Kong's Lawmakers as It Squelches Dissent. The article reads like this. Hong Kong. China moved on Wednesday to quash one of the last vestiges of democracy and dissent in Hong Kong, forcing the ouster of four pro-democracy lawmakers from their elected offices in a purge that prompted the rest of the opposition to vow to resign on the mass. The departure will reshape the city's political landscape, which has been upended since China imposed a sweeping national security law in Hong Kong this summer that gave the authorities broad powers to crack down on resistance. They mark the intensification of a campaign that has damaged Hong Kong's global reputation as a bastion for freedom of speech and rule of law. The targeting of the democratically elected lawmakers comes at a time when the United States, which has recently protested China's treatment of Hong Kong and imposed sanctions, is distracted by its own struggles over the American presidential election. Notice how this is happening during the election where yeah. Trump can't come out and uh, you know punish uh, China for pulling a move like this. Yeah. Uh, especially since now we're supposed to be defending China. I I can't believe it, Gans. With everything that we know going on in China, I mean, the destruction of its last little democracy, uh, the imp- the imprisonment of uh, religious people, the yeah. Uyghur Muslims, uh, not just imprisonment, but work camps and re-education and harvesting their hair and their organs, which is no longer conspiracy theory. These yeah. are confirmed things that the Chinese government is doing. There are still people who defend China. And I cannot believe it. Just yeah. normal, everyday people. You know, it usually comes up in the TikTok conversation because every time I hear somebody's on TikTok, I'm like, oh, so you just like China, you know, snooping around on your phone. They go, what's so bad about China? <laughs> and this this is a real thing that happened and it made me sad. And I think this person was trolling me, um, but it's, you, you know, you never know. But it was a thing about TikTok, and I made a comment. Oh, you're sending all your data to China. I'm like, oh, it's just my pictures. I'm like, no, no, it's everything on your phone. But it's okay. We know this. Uh, you know, here's a here's a Wapo article. Since you love the Washington Post so much, um, you know, you gotta you gotta speak to them in their own language, guns. Yeah. Um, 
And then it got into like, well, what's so bad about China? China gets such a bad rap. And I took a deep breath and I said, <laughs> well, you know, there's the, you know, imprisoning people for their religious beliefs and harvesting their hair and their organs. And again, I'll send them some sort of mainstream article so they'll believe it. Uh, and the response was, yeah, well, America's done some pretty bad things too. What? <laughs> how is that? How is that your response to this? <laughs> how is America's done bad things too makes everything China is doing a okay? Yeah, I mean, I understand why one would say that, but it, it, because that's, you are uneducated yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> Uneducated and over-socialized. Over-socialized, yes. That's really the key there because by proxy, by suggesting that you are being anti-American in a sense, and you're right. and not I mean it's true. America has done some horrific things all over the world. Yeah. And that that's not a lie. That is a true statement. Um, but you know, the, there's a difference with certain rights in this country that are very clearly different from China. Oh my gosh, it's yeah, night and day. Yeah, it's night and Anyways, day. Anyways, let's let's get into this here. I yep. didn't mean to get us off track there. Okay. In Hong Kong in recent months, the Beijing-backed authorities have arrested pro-democracy leaders and activists as they resolve to bring Hong Kong to heel and put an end to the protests that engulfed the semi-autonomous Chinese territory for much of last year. Beijing and its supporters have also raised pressure on Hong Kong's independent court system and on news outlets that strike a defiant tone. Their target on Wednesday was Hong Kong's legislature, the Legislative Council, which has stood as a symbol of the one country, two systems legal framework designed to preserve democratic freedoms in the former British colony after it returned to Chinese rule. The legislature has proved an irritant for Beijing. I would love to be considered an irritant for Beijing. I think we are by proxy. I think we might be an irritant for Beijing. The legislature has proved an irritant for Beijing as a group of pro-democracy lawmakers have loudly argued that China's campaign threatens to erode Hong Kong's status as a global open city. Beijing officials moved on Wednesday to silence those voices, granting broad new powers that allow the Hong Kong government to remove lawmakers from office who do not show clear loyalty to China. They just have the... It allows the Hong Kong government, which is its own little kind of semi-autonomous government, as was stated before, to remove lawmakers from office. Now, these are democratically uh, elected lawmakers that the people of Hong Kong have chosen, and now the government can just remove them. Can you imagine if that's how the United States worked? What kind of crazy, uh, you know, dystopian shades of gray we would be living in? I mean, it's inching towards that. That's what we're seeing it already is. with president's tweets with, you know, big old labels saying this is not correct. Well, and if Twitter their- had its way, they, you know, they'll just be voting out, you know, they could just remove uh, lawmakers just by uh, how many hashtags are trending. Right. Yeah. You know. Anyways, moving on to remove lawmakers from office that do, especially with this case, who do not show clear loyalty to China. Yeah. So if you're not loyal to China, which I mean, (laughs) can you imagine if there were uh, legislators in America who did not show loyalty to America, 
We would, I mean, in in the 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 uh, what is the word? The the sh- sort of the shallow sense. This this super. Oh man, my brain's not working now. Great. That's Joe. It, He's just really of, his it his is nose Joe. is getting it's deeper Joe into sniffing, it. <laughs> sniffing the thoughts right out of my ears. Um, you know, think. Well, first of all, it's a definition. If you don't show clear loyalty to China, well, what does it mean to subservient? not show clear loyalty to America. I think some people would say AOC might yeah. show some non-loyalty to America. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of lawmakers, you know, you talk bad about America as clear. You do not show clear loyalty. We can just remove you moving on within minutes of Beijing's announcement. Hong Kong officials e- ejected within minutes of the announcement. And they move Hong quick Kong over officials there. ejected the four lawmakers Dennis Kwok, Kwok Ka Ki, Kenneth Luang, and Alvin Young. Uh, hours after their removal from office, and this is when things get crazy, guns, the remaining 15 members of their block said they were stepping down in solidarity. So they remove four pro democracy lawmakers, and then 15 more pro democracy lawmakers quit. Yeah. I don't see how this is helpful. No, it's almost a part of it is a a, a protest. Well, it's a protest on one hand, but also it's like, okay, so you're not going to fight. I don't think it is. See, I think that you think think this is a controlled. Yeah. Let me get, let me read another thing here and then we can really get into it. Quote, together we stand lawmakers in the pro-democracy camp chanted as they held hands in a conference room in the legislative council building. One of the legislators, legislators, Wu Chi Wei told reporters that they would tender their resignation in protest on Thursday. Quote, under authoritarianism, the road to democracy will be extremely long and arduous, but we'll be We will absolutely not be defeated by its pressure, Mr. Wu said. We will inevitably find new paths. (laughs) The lawmaker said that they believe the uh, legislature is now so compromised by the government's power to stamp out opposition that they must work outside the system. Quote, many people will consider today a dark day. It is hard for me to say it isn't, said Kwakakaki, one of the four. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a foolish. I I just, I don't know how to do it. (laughs) Kwakakaki, one of the four lawmakers who was removed, quote, as long as our resolve to fight for freedom, equality, and justice remains unchanged, one day we will see the return of the core values we cherish. What a, this is very... uh, sanguine sanguine attitude there the hong kong government appeared to welcome the resignations no kidding which will give it much freer reign to pursue its agenda carrie lam hong kong's chief executive uh, dismissed suggestions that the absence of the opposition lawmakers would tarnish the legislature if it pushed through policies favored by beijing supporters so okay now we can kind of lay out the whole thing they kicked out Four pro-democracy lawmakers, 15 more quit, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how it'll be better for them to change the system from outside of it than inside of it. Okay, okay, if you say so. I don't know if this was voluntary. It sounds, uh, it almost feels like they they chose life over some yeah. kind of like persecution from the government. Totally. 
It sounds like a, you know, they were all in a group message and, uh, you know, Carrie Lam, who is the chief executive of Hong Kong, said, sent a little mass text message, say, hey, if you're pro-democracy, I'll give you a chance here. We're quitting these four. The rest of you can resign and you can call it a, a you know, a, a protest, protest or yeah. whatever you want. But uh, if you don't do it, uh, you disappear. Stay- yeah, stay out of small aircraft and hot tubs and, yeah. uh, you know, away well, from uh, <laughs> ledges on tall buildings because <laughs> one way or another you will be out. But it also kind of sounds like, okay, these guys are kind of talking. I mean, what is the other w- – what is the way to change the government from outside? outside? A revolution or a war or like some sort of black market – uh, activity. How are they even going to leave the country at this point? It would probably be hard know. for them to do. I don't even think it's possible. Yeah. So what are they talking about? Blockchain. Blockchain. You know, this, what, what this really is, is a complete takeover of Hong Kong. Yeah. I mean, they yep. got we rid of coming. all the opposition lawmakers. It is really a sad, sad moment it for is. Hong Kong over there. Yeah, and uh, there's a little bit more in the article. We don't have to go through all of it. It's it's a lot. Did you some have of the history. something specific you wanted to hit? Um, not really. I don't think I highlighted anything here. Uh, the one thing I will mention, you know, sort of stepping back, is this is very interesting because uh, uh, there's a section I highlighted. One thing while you were reading, they have challenged Hong Kong's independent court system and put pressure on news outlets that strike a defiant tone. The New York Times has been very friendly to China. So it's interesting that they would report this. It's almost like a, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're scathing against uh, China here. It's almost like when they report this story, they're like, we're just neutral. We are just reporting the thing that happened. Of course. It's very suspicious. They don't want to take sides on their China. Was the New York, wait, 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 wait. Where is this from? Where is this article from? Yes, the New York Times. Are they on the list of Chinese owned uh, news outlets? Um, I thought so. I don't have that list right in front of me. I think the New York Times has some sort of minority stakeholder of Chinese uh, or of CCP members, but don't quote me on that. But if that's the case, yeah, of course they would uh, be voluntarily stepping down from their lawmaker position. Yeah. Oh, geez. Anyways, I don't know. We, we used to have uh, a Hong Konger or two who would listen to the show as, as a producer, actually. They sent us a few emails, but we have not heard from them in a while, um, which I'm assuming is not by accident. Yeah, there's nothing. Well, all the search engines are useless on a quick search. You're going to have to right. do some digging to find some of that information. If somebody in the chat has it, then um, uh, you know, let, us, us, know. let us know. Yeah. There is a, a Federalist.com article that uh, is headline a rundown of major U.S. corporate media's business ties to China, and um, let me see what it says about the New York Times. Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim owns 17.4 percent of the New York Times through company Class A shares. Um, Slim has Carlos Slim. Yeah, cool. Slim has regularly conducted business with Chinese companies with overt ties to the CCP. In 2017, Slim's Giant Motors joined ventures with China's JAC Motors 
and began manufacturing cars in Mexico to sell in the Latin American market. Um, Slim's company, America Mobile, is teaming up with CCC telecommunication giant Huawei Technologies to pitch 5G. So, yeah, the guy who has 17.4% of the New York Times uh, through Class A shares is very much in bed with the CCP. So uh, that's enough to already have yeah. a pretty good stronghold of the influence. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that that's a known, yeah, that's a known influencing uh, tactic because, yeah. of course, you know, it, at least in the old world, things are changing now and during this new world order where China's allowed to just buy whatever uh, American company they want. Um, but there, it used to be a little bit more strict. I mean, during the Obama era, um, they opened it up a little bit, but uh, that's how you do it. You find an intermediary uh, you know, inter- international businessman who can, it doesn't have di- direct affiliation with the CCP. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you line his pockets enough, he'll do whatever you want. Well, and that's, that's the one, you know, I, thing with the Trump administration that I think a lot of basic hardworking middle-class Americans liked about him was that Trump was saying, Hey, we can't let this continue to happen. And it's a total takeover. Uh, it had already taken place, but you know, with the Obama administration, it was literally uh, open doors. Like, come on in, take all the company's totally. shares and influence our media and our news and everything. And yeah. um, that's part of the Smith Mun Modernization Act. Uh, you know, making propaganda legal in this country, in a sense, and so all these news outlets don't have to uh, share their partisan bias. Uh, they can just pretend like they're objective, but they're not. Even Fox News, uh, for those of you who are, you know, in that paradigm. But right, yeah, this is um, uh, uh, that's why I wanted to take this New York Times article and share it with you all because uh, the New York Times, uh, you know, reporting on this is almost like a oh, it's really bad with their you know fingers <laughs> crossed behind their back, like yeah, yes, right. you know, like fist pump. So, um. I don't know. This is a, this is really troubling. We saw this come in. This is like a, a what a year in the works of uh, Hong Kong being taken years, down yeah. two years. Um, and yeah, I mean, now that the lawmakers are stepping down, this is free reign for Beijing yeah. to come in and take it all. All the uh, hopefully the people in Hong Kong that uh, could get out did while they still can. But yeah, we'll I'm just cruising uh, the rest of the article here, and it's all. You know, they're going a very long way to try to convince you that even though the pro-democracy lawmakers are gone, the uh, the, the Chinese <laughs> Communist Party loyalists are promising to do a great oh. job. <laughs> and yeah, we won't right. take advantage. We, we <laughs> promise not to take advantage of the fact we have no opposition. Oh, my God. This is false. That is just... <laughs> It's ridiculous. There's the propaganda. It's buried on the second half of the article, it seems. It is. It is, yeah. Uh, oh. Hold on. I'm trying to find for a, a quick little uh, synopsis, but, you know, the, of course they get all flowery and, and uh, try to, you know, get, make it all confusing. But this is basically, yeah, just don't worry. Everything will be fine. We don't need those pro-democracy lawmakers to have a good time. <laughs> 
You will all be happy under our totalitarian regime. There's no point in doing this job if you can't do it properly. Okay. Anyways, there you go. Okay. Uh, we should probably thank some uh, producers. What Let's do you say? do it. Farewell to about 20% of you. We've loved having you here, but we know uh, that you got to take off during the break. But if uh, if you've got a strong will and a hearty spirit, you should stick around because after the break, uh, we're going to be talking about a new study uh, that has successfully manipulated memories, which is connected to the transhumanism uh, brain machine interface conversation we've been having a for a few years, a big update on that. As also, we'll be getting into the cyborg cockroach armies. You're gonna need it. Government gov- sponsored. Yes, the government sponsored cyborg cockroach armies. If that doesn't sound interesting, I don't know what will keep you through <laughs> the show. I just don't know. I've I've lost all contact with uh, reasonable nature. Here we go. Next, uh, then we're gonna be talking about. That's right. The Mad Max CERN collaboration. What? You're not going to want to miss it. Yes, it's a good time, Gons. You're going to love it. But first, we want to thank some of our producers uh, because it really is the producers that keep the show going. And uh, those of you who are new... Let me tell you what I'm talking about when I talk about producers. You might notice that we did not spend 10 minutes at the beginning of the show reading advertisements uh, in order to keep this show going. And you'll notice we won't read any other advertisements during this show. And that's not because we don't have the opportunity. Of course, nowadays, especially, uh, you know, as a podcaster, a content producer, quite easy to get an advertising deal, which has been one of the major changes during our uh, uh, you know, career of doing this. But um, here's the thing. We decided a while back that advertising is not for us. And let me tell you why. In fact, we had another update uh, today that we um, have been released, Gons. We've been released from a podcast network uh, because uh, they are unable to post our episodes without advertising. Ah. And uh, yeah, so we have been released. We now I don't uh, you there may be a, a few thousand people who don't hear the show today because we uh, are no longer on that uh, uh, network and that's that's okay. That uh, we hold no ill will <clears throat> Because uh, we understand a lot of podcasting networks are now forcing uh, podcasts to put uh, advertising at the beginning of the show um, because, you know, who wants podcasters to make their own decisions anyways? That's crazy. But um, so we say farewell to that. Thank you. It was, it was a great ride being on that network, but we are no longer there. But here's the thing, folks. Advertising is uh, we decided long ago that it was not for us because here's why. Advertising is tied up in the uh, sort of evil conglomeration of big data, privacy concerns, mind control. I mean, advertising on a very basic level is mind control. Uh, 
And uh, it's a system where, A, the advertisers put a value on a piece of media that is created, which is, you know, already kind of whack. The listeners, the people benefiting from the media should decide its value, not some corporation who can gauges it off of how much underwear they can sell. Um, but also, uh, you know, advertisers they incentivize creators like Gons and I to consider our dear listeners, that's you, uh, as not, you know, vivid, living human beings with lives and minds of their own, but as commodities, as cattle to be loaded up on trucks and sent off to corporations for our own personal gain. That's right. They, they motivate creators like Gons and I uh, to package and sell our listeners. And that just didn't uh, that didn't seem right to us. It, it didn't didn't sit well, and uh, we make a lot less money, but that's okay. At least we can sleep at night, and I mean that earnestly. I know I say it every time, but we we still feel good about the decision to not advertise on the show. Instead, we are on the value for value model. That's right. And uh, we had gotten email, and I do want to uh, just just for the sake of sakes, I just want to say uh, this model was inspired by John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry over at the No Agenda Show. Uh, they've been doing it for years, and we finally pulled the trigger and started doing it, and we uh, we haven't looked back since. And basically, the value-for-value value model is we do the show, we put it out for free, we do it often, and we like to think we do a pretty good job. And if you get any value out of the show... It is your opportunity to put some value back in. And yeah, there that means there's a little bit more responsibility on the side of the listener. Um, but you know what? At this point, we all need to kind of start taking responsibility for our own news, our own media, uh, because if we don't, then either the government or big data or international corporations, they're going to be the ones controlling what has value in this world. So when somebody decides to put value back into this system, we call them producers. Why? Because they are producers. This is the real world. This isn't just generous donations or charity to uh, you know a couple of couple of young punks that we want to support. This is a, a real model to uh, to to keep honesty in the media that you consume, uh, honesty and authenticity without the interference from global corporations, and it's our producers that make that happen for you. And so we want to thank them. Now, the first and easiest way to uh, become a producer is to head to Patreon.com/ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Uh, there's a bunch of levels and rewards and stuff there. You know how Patreon works. Uh, luckily. We did not get kicked off of Patreon. We are there still, which is wonderful. And we have one new producer over on Patreon. Gons, are you ready to thank them? Yeah, hold on. I'm just having fun with uh, your image with Joe in the background there. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Uh, that that did actually work, Gons. We've we've held. We've retained more <laughs> listeners than we usually do on the break. You might, yeah, just leave that nice and big for people to interact with. Okay. Um, for those who are just listening, yes, the uh, video is now just a giant picture of me getting sniffed by Joe Biden. Um, so, okay, let's thank our one Patreon producer. Gons, are you ready? Ready. Okay, thank you brr, to big old uh, wonderful 
Malik for becoming uh, a Patreon producer. Producer Malik. Producer Malik, one. thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Um, that's it. We have no other Patreon producers on either of the Patreons. But here's the thing, and this is I'm actually happy that this is the case. You uh, if you don't like Patreon, that's okay. A lot of people don't like Patreon. We've uh, we have mixed feelings, but you can head to canarycryradio.com/support. Canary CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support is uh, a wonderful place where you can become a producer of the show. You've got PayPal options. You can come in with a monthly producership. Or if commitment is not your thing, you can make a one-time producership in any amount. There's also cryptocurrency and all sorts of other fun stuff uh, that you can get involved with there. And Gons, who do we have coming in on the PayPal? Uh, hold on one second. Let me get rid of the floating basil Gons. head from this <laughs> is having too much fun. Um, we would like to start off by thanking producer Michael. Thank you, producer Michael. Thank you very much. Producer Michael. I believe he is the executive producer of this episode as of right yeah. now. So very he generous. said, uh, thank you very much, Michael. He said, Shalom brothers. Keep up the great work. Yah has prepared for you. Blessings from Montana. The very Ooh, nice Montana. Great. Thank you, producer Michael. Next, we have thank you, thank you. producer Leek. Leek. Thank you, producer Leek. Don't leak, uh, producer Leek. <laughs> nice. Uh, next up, producer Steven. Thank you, producer Steven. Thank you very Steven. much, producer Steven. And then or Stephen, producer maybe? Steven. Uh, Stephen, Stephen, maybe. Yeah, you're right. It, here's a note for uh, producers. Uh, PayPal should give you a little section where you can leave us a comment. Feel free to leave us whatever name or pronunciation you would like us to call you on the show. Yeah. Otherwise, we're kind of just uh, winging it. Yep. But thank you, producer Steven or producer Stefan. Uh, coming in with 33, $33, $33.33. There we go. Taking it back. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we, we do respect your anonymity as much as possible here. So we don't want to try. We, we try don't want to dox best. our producers here. Uh, next up, a couple people that answered the call for the eleven eleven that we threw out there at the top of the show. Producer yep. Laura, thank you, producer Laura, thank coming you, producer in Laura. with eleven eleven on eleven eleven. Your special oh, producer, our, uh, our angel producers. Yes, and uh, also producer Nicole. Thank you, producer Nicole. <laughs> Thank also, you very much, producer Nicole. Coming in with eleven eleven, and next up we have producer Finn. Finn, thank you, producer Finn. And producer Finn came in with the tax, the Trump tax donation, uh, mixed with an eleven eleven donation. It yeah. was uh, seventy five eleven. Yeah, very thank nice, you very, very generous. Much. And I think this is the last one. Um, yep, I think so. Uh, producer Smiley. Thank you very much, Producer Smiley. And Oops. he comes in at $33 as well. So thank Woo. you for that. And he said, great show, lads. Keep up the good work. God bless. Thank and you thank very you much, Producer very Smiley. Much, Producer Smiley. No crypto today. Um, we do have, well, this is a quasi-jingle-ish. Um, Incarnate Unlimited. Song. Yeah, it's a song, Incarnate Unlimited. Uh, sent in a track that uh, I think he was part of in an old band. And it was in reference to when we were talking about the moon, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we'll play a few seconds of that. If I can pull it up here, give me one moment. I lost the file. 
Uh-oh. Uh, having issues with that recently with the uh, files disappearing on the computer as I try to hackers, kill bro. T- I know the hackers. We really got to do something about those Chinese hackers. Uh, here's a few seconds of the track called Full Moon. Uh, here we go. Good old metal. Woo! Got some uh, vocals. Oh, it's heavy. It's heavy. There you go. Thank you very much. Incarnate Unlimited. Full Moon is the name of the track. And uh, Full Moon. Yeah, I think it was in reference to the NASA announcement that uh, their big announcement that they came out with, which was old news. (laughs) <laughs> typical NASA, never a straight answer. And quite literally in that case. Um, yeah. so, uh, we do welcome your jingles here and, and songs. Uh, we prefer, uh, show specific songs, you know, show uh, songs that were written for the show or jingles that are uh, specific to topics we talk about. And, um, you know, we, it can be clips, you know, short ISOs and stuff from movies or TV shows that summarize, uh, you know, things we talk about a lot of what we already have are, you know, just one second, two second, three second clips of, uh, you know, things from movies or things from anything out there, any kind of media that, uh, again, that summarize topics we talk about, for example, normies. Oh, that, not that one. This one <laughs> normies, that one, that's from uh, an old movie there that, you know, we reference normies all the time, uh, stuff like that. We're always looking for uh, things of that nature. But uh, in this case, thank you, Incarnate Unlimited, uh, great producer of the show. So we wanted to include that for you. Uh, but we also have some art to share. One art, Woo! please. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't check. I didn't check an update to see if we had oh, any more we art do come have, in. We do have some more. Oh, we do? Okay. Um, eight, 88 cent went in. 88 cent that went in. Will, Probably definitely want to get on the show here. Okay. All right. Want so, me to send it to you? No, you got I, it? I got it. I'll just, it, it'll just take me a second to load. So in the meantime, yeah, can why don't you, you pop up the first one and I'll talk about it yeah. and then uh, that'll give you some time. Go for it. So this first one is, uh, or a couple of these are from Ali. Yeah, um, actually. And Ali sent these in. We had these sent in, uh, they were late last episode. So we moved them over to this episode. Thank you very much, Ali. Always fantastic to have your art on the show. And uh, this first one, oh, is a great one of Obama doing his notorious wink. And uh, it's called Barack in the Saddle, of course, because uh, <laughs> we know that Joe Biden, if if he gets into the office, we know who's uh, working behind the scenes there. And in fact, 
Barack has uh, not taken a break. He's he's a busy boy with his media contracts, and uh, he's making some big political moves. We actually have not uh, talked much about what Barack's been up to, um, but we probably should because it's it's not nothing. I'll tell you that much. But of course, this is from Ali Gazelin Bonds in the chat. Ali, always a pleasure to have your uh, art on the show here. And yes, again, this is uh, Obama's. Notorious Wink. He's in his nice uh, bow tie tuxedo there. Uh, let's see if I can find if there is some info on the arts in the email. There it is. Barack in the saddle. Nope, there it is. That's it. Speaks for itself. Thank you very much, Allie. Loving it. Very good. Oh, nice. Gons just, uh, we're losing control over there, huh? Well, when I import stuff, it pops up. So it pops right yeah, in. Just sorry about that, but it will get to Why it. Why don't you pop here. up the second one from Allie there? So that was Allie's first piece of art. This one was a collaboration between Allie and Charlie. Yes, and Allie Obama and Charlie. One. They've become quite the artistic duo here. We've we've always got some uh, some hand-drawn art from Allie, and then Charlie comes in with the graphic design uh, flair here. And this one, folks, it's, <laughs> it's Obama. Well, let's start with here. It's a brick wall, and uh, there's a hole sort of punched out in the brick wall, and behind it there's some clouds in the sky there. And Obama is is creeping up through the hole in the wall saying, mind if I just slip in here? And uh, <laughs> it's very good. Again, we have got to catch up on what Obama's doing because it looks like Allie and Charlie uh, have been paying attention yeah. to Obama's activities recently. He, he, did, uh, he did introduce Biden in a rally recently and he's Joe Biden. And then yeah. Joe was like, you know, asleep that, behind a mask or something. <laughs> There's that video recently of, uh, it was Biden and, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> Obama. Wow. I forgot his name. Oh, Biden. Oh, Biden. Um, they were walking through like a school gymnasium or something and Obama just grabbed a basketball and sunk such a fat three pointer out of nowhere and, uh, kind of walked away and gave a little wink. Um, and of course the, uh, the kids loved that one. I'll they, take him on. I'll take him down. A, they love, they I'll, love take, I'll take, go, I'll take, I'll take on BO okay. behind the back, <laughs> step back three, drain it. <laughs> You're very confident, Gons. I like this. Uh, I've played a lot of basketball. And, you know, I'm not a tall guy. One of uh -huh. my favorite things that's ever happened to me ever in basketball, uh, playing basketball, uh, was uh, I hit a three-pointer. The guy guarding me was probably like 6'4", pretty tall guy. I'm not that. I'm much smaller, 5'7"-ish. Mm -hmm. I'm short dude. So when I, when, I, when I made my shot, my hand... Uh, my, you know, you, you're supposed to hold a, a pose, you know, when you yes. release the ball with your hand, my hand slapped his face <laughs> and I drilled the three pointer. It was one of my great basketball moments. So Barack, you better watch out, buddy. You'll watch get a out, slap Barack. in the face. Three pointer from <laughs> grumpy guns. <laughs> All right. We'll okay. set it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll set, it, we'll set, set up, up the one on one. Set I'll, up the one on one. I'll call my lib Joe friend. I'm sure he can get oh, Soros, yeah. Soros Pull some strings. to uh, pay for it. We'll make it work. Yeah, we, we, we'll make it happen. I'll train. I'll, I'll, I'll get, <laughs> get back in the gym. All right. Um, so, yes, thank you, Ali. Thank and you very Charlie. much, Ali and Charlie, getting into, the, uh, getting into the action here. Getting into the action and also art from 88. Uh, he sent three of them. I think they're all the same. 
They are. Okay, good. I wasn't going to put this in three times, but this is a, uh, oh boy, you go ahead, Basil. This I, one's great. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. going on here. I'm just waiting for it to pop up on the stream here so I can see it. There it is. Okay, we've got another great piece from 88. Always love it, man. This one, oh man, wow. How do where do we even begin? I know. There's so, so much there's, going on. <laughs> this is Canary Cry Radio and big uh, nice announcement uh, letters here. Canary Cry Radio Future War. And we've got a uh, great depictions again of Gons and I in our canary form, our sort of anime canary form um of course i've my my headset has now transformed from you know having two big googly eyes to having one like laser visor kind of like this cyborg type of uh action there uh cyborg i was trying to say star trek like the visor the guy with the visor in star trek and Gons, you're over there on the right, and uh, man, you've really got some some energy to you <laughs> in this one. Your eyes are bulging out of your head. You look very intense. And floating all around us, this is uh, this is the the depiction of the robot war. We've got drones with big eyeballs floating around us. There's a, a all seeing eye. Uh, flying pyramid with tentacles. It's um, it's a reptile eye too. Yes, a reptilian eye. And then there's a wonderful artistic uh, depiction of an army of flippies. Yeah, uh, these sort of uh, little robot pods with spatulas coming out the bottom. Wearing uh, one of them looks like he's wearing a chef hat, or maybe that's some sort of explosion. And in the top right, we have a speech bubble from one of the drones saying. Do you want fries with that? Just like, of course, our good buddy Flippy, always asking if we want fries with that. And then pretty much every robot in the frame is saying, do you, do you, do you, do you? <laughs> and there's some hamburgers flying around. And of course, I've got my uh, uh, my uh, Tesla rifle that I'm zapping the bajingas out of a couple of these uh, <laughs> drones, which is nice to see. I think we're winning in this one, Gons. And, uh, <laughs> what am I holding? Kind of. That's a good question. You've got some sort of makes me think maybe like an anti gravity gun or something. We've got some uh, some material floating up. I don't know. We'll need to get. It's well, cool. Whatever it is, the the material that you're seeing behind, uh, like next to me, to my left. Uh-huh. Is yeah. DNA deteriorating? Oh yes, I see it now. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. very fun. This is a great one. You did a great job, ADA. I love these. <laughs> I'm gonna. I say it all the time. I, I'm gonna start printing these out. Uh, all the art. I'm gonna start printing out. Um, and of course, on my my jacket, my sort of <laughs> flak jacket type thing, I've got the CCIA, the Canary Cry Intelligence Agency. Yeah. Which yes, will be the uh, the institution that will uh, uh, sort of monitor the robot takeover here. I like the little details. You mentioned my eyes bulging through my glasses. <laughs> yes, with my little like it through the glasses and. and also another small detail blood dripping from your lips so i oh, think yes. you were smacked I've, by the flippy i've taken a couple of hits yeah, yeah. yeah it's a little chip tooth <laughs> again 88 has done a great job of uh, depicting us in the same way that we see ourselves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this so is very good 
Um, now, make sure if you are listening to the podcast, remember to head over to CanaryCryNewsTalk.com. All the art is available uh, on an episode-by-episode episode basis. So make sure to check out CanaryCryNewsTalk.com uh, to check out these art pieces. And eventually, someday, I'm going to get to posting <gasps> – Whoa, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get to posting all these on our on our Instagram at least. I'm kind of my my enthusiasm for our Instagram has renewed recently. Oh, so good. All right. We've more. got a lot of content we can put up on that Instagram. Yeah. So thank you very much to all of our producers and our artists. You guys are the only reason this show can keep going, so we appreciate it very very much. Yes, and um uh, we do want to thank that night wind. Uh, she said that she's done, but then she did still post timestamps to the last episode, two sixty three. Well, we so, thank her then for that. Yeah, too. we'll thank her for that, and we'll uh, uh, we'll continue to uh, thank her as I long know. as she does it. And uh, yeah, I know, I know that she does uh, work. Uh, she got a job, which we're very happy about. And of course, we would be sad to see her go and unable to help us with those timestamps. But I'm just saying, you know, the the video's up there. She can always watch it later. Yeah, no pressure. Yep. No you pressure. Can you can later. do it in class, but also pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> Okay, there we go, Gans. Well, uh, anything else? Uh, just a quick mention of Canary Cry Merch Perch. Yes. That's where you can get your Canary Cry merch sold at cost, run by a member of the Canary Cry family, Producer Dust. Thank you very much. Um, and remember, if you go there, grab some merch. Make sure to uh, you can tip the webmaster, tip the artist, or tip Gons and I uh, if that's how you want to do it. It's a great uh, thing. And remember, if you're in the if you're in the club getting off of Facebook. You know, we all need to get off of Facebook, but if you want a place to hang out with other Canarians just like you, you can go to canarycry.community. It's a real URL filled with uh, thousands, well, a thousand and some hundreds of uh, Canary Cry listeners just like you. It's a great place. It's not just conspiracy theories and current events, although that is a big part of it. Uh, people are playing games, sharing uh, things about their life. If you have something going on and you got nobody to talk to, go post it in canarycry.community. Uh, there are some very loving Canarians who are there to connect with other listeners of the show just like you. Okay, let's wake up. Okay. Sorry. It's been what? way too much fun moving, <laughs> moving the thing around here. Yes, it's wake up time. This is good. Sorry about that, people. It's okay. All right, you're back in your spot. Was that it? Oh, I talked over it. Sorry. I no, it's fine. You're fine. Do it Do it again. I want to hear it. Okay. Yes, Helps me get in the good time. Oh, you talked I over it again. <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, let's start out. Yes, manipulation of memories. Let's do this. I'm going to go over to singularityhub.com, your favorite place for news about the singularity. The article is titled, How Do We Remember Places? This study used lasers and VR to point the way. Ooh, lasers and VR. This Mind is right up our alley, Gons. Mind control intensifies. Yeehaw. The article... Uh, if I can find it, there it is. Uh, reads, 
like this. The curious contraption at University College London bordered between scientific wizardry and terrifying Black Mirror episode. It might have just proved a decades-long theory of how the brain's GPS system works. Let me paint you a picture. Imagine a mouse jogging on a running wheel. His head is held firmly but comfortably steady. A transparent glass window placed a bit of his replaced a bit of his skull. Hovering above are a microscope lens and dual lasers. A large video dome surrounds him, nearly encapsulating his tiny body. Entirely inside the virtual reality setup as he runs along, peering at his virtual surroundings like a seasoned gamer in Ready Player One, scientists watch his GPS neurons involved in navigation literally spark with light under the microscope. And if that's not cool enough, here's the kicker. With lasers, the team was able to hack into the mouse's brain's GPS system and mentally transport him to a virtual goal location. It's as if you've just set out on a quest in an RPG game for a piece of precious gear. Suddenly, laser zaps to your brain uh, make you think you've already reached the goal location of the quest. You try to click open the gear chest, but to no avail because in reality, you're still a ways off. Crazy, huh? The sheer coolness of that mind control setup is enough to go down in neurotech history but even more mind-blowing is that it may have finally proven a nobel prize winning theory of how our brains link specific memories to where in space they happened real or virtual that coffee place where you had a great date that location in the witcher where you found a precious mastercraft gear a lot of game references in this article (laughs) We may finally know how that's encoded in the brain. The study was published in the prestigious journal Cell. Quote, this study is a game changer as it shows that we can use optical reading and writing of activity and specific neurons to manipulate memories, allowing us to better understand and potentially improve how neural circuit activity helps us to make decisions, said senior author Dr. Michael Hauser. Not Dr. Yeah. Michael Heiser, Dr. Michael Hauser I'm, at University College of London. I'm convinced we, this is... Have we, have we found his secret identity? Well, it's secret identity, or I was thinking they cloned him. Ah, uh, yes. They cloned him, but they're like, we can't call him the real Michael Heiser, so we'll go with this Michael Heiser. You gotta Hauser. change his name a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we need to inform Dr. him. Michael Hi, Hauser. <laughs> All right, moving on. Places and spaces. Knowing where you are in space is essential for life. Where did you park your car? Where's your house? Where's the cafe you liked again? As simple as some of these questions may seem, spatial memories are among the first to degenerate in disorders such as Alzheimer's. Disintegrate. What did I say? Degenerate? Uh, degenerate. Uh, same kind of thing. Yeah. They also show how closely tied space is to memory and that somehow our brains tend to pin down specific remembrances to a particular location. Uh, decades ago, Dr. John O'Keefe at UCL unveiled a strange phenomenon that could explain why this is the case. The hippocampus, a deep brain region well known for encoding memories, also harbors place cells, neurons that spark with activity to process locations in space. 
Dubbed the brain's GPS system, place cells are a weird bunch scattered across the hippocampus. Each has its own personality in that it only fires when the animal, mouse, rat, or human is in a particular spot in space. In other words, place cells seem to map the world around us as we learn to navigate it and form a cognitive map in our brains. These abstract brain maps can help guide us towards our goal, the post office to drop off our mail or the beer garden for a Friday happy hour. Place cells, place cells were one of or were one part of the 2014 physiology Nobel Prize for decoding the brain's sense of space, place. Yet one question put Okay, I'm losing it here. <laughs> You're starting to slur your words. Joe's really getting to you. Joe's sniffing the brains right out my ears. Okay. Yet one question puzzled scientists. Given that place cells live among neural circuits that encode memory, how do the two interact? Are place cells simply a static atlas uh, that we keep in our minds, or do they form an adaptable Google Maps of sorts that that lets us label, star, and drop a pin at any location pointing to our memories? Um, and then it goes into uh, how exactly they blasted uh, these mice brains with uh, lasers to activate these place cells. But most importantly, Gons, using VR and lasers, they were able to mind control a mouse into thinking he was where he was not. Is this what's to come of us? Well, yeah. I mean, if you would have kept reading, too, it's pretty crazy how. Uh, it says here, the first is light-sensitive proteins called calcium sensors, which can be genetically added to mice. So Ooh. the genetically added uh, proteins called ca- calcium sensors, which are light-sensitive mm-hmm. to help you know, depict or de- see the lights flashing in the brain or whatever. Uh, the second is optogenetics. Uh, here's a different set of light-sensitive proteins are inserted into the same neuron. These guys act as light switches rather than light bulbs. When zapped with lasers with different frequencies, scientists are able to flip these switches on and off. In turn, this activates or quiets down specific GPS neurons, uh, basically controlling much of our memory based on spatial uh, recognition. And yeah, that's it's troubling. I like how the Singularity Hub, you know, it's like oh breakthrough. I know, you know but it's like, well, and you could you can tell that they. Um I don't know the the way that this article is written really makes me think they're leaning towards a gaming uh, commercial use. You know, I mean, yeah. imagine especially when Neuralink or something is is common, and you've got your little brain chip there, and they can shine a laser into your brain, not just to make you think that you are somewhere else, but to feel that you are actually in yeah. that place. Yeah. Um, with your, you know, your sort of GPS, your brain GPS. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. It can map out locations that you've never been, and yeah, and create right. spatial memories based on the virtual experience you're having. Yeah, so that's this is just crazy. Really, this yeah, is a insane. mind control development. Uh, really, it kind of tops any of the recent uh, brain machine sort of interface uh, studies that we've seen. Maybe ever. I mean, this is a really big one. Yeah. You're basically writing memories, maybe not memory in the traditional sense, but, uh, you know, where VR can make you 
uh, optically see some other place, this can actually make you internally feel like you are at that place. Right. Cause that is one thing with, uh, you know, VR that doesn't quite get you. You kind of know you're still standing in your, your living room or something. Um, but yeah, this would be really trippy and it kind of fits into the whole grand scheme, the transhumanism scheme where, you know, you don't got to leave your house at all. You just control an avatar or explore and uh, live in an entirely virtual world, this would make it a much more uh, immersive experience. Yeah. Plus, you get a cool window into your skull. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Literal window. Literal window. <laughs> Not just a like metaphorical a, window. Well, yeah, just like the, the, the you know, clear glass skulls of uh, Sophia and her new twin. I can't remember her name. Um, yeah, they can oh, just yeah, 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 yeah. seed right into the, the head there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, but it says here the, with our current <laughs> and with our current explosion in brain computer interfaces, so this mm. is like already happening. Could we eventually okay. incept experiences based on previous memories and locations so powerful that they distort our reality? I mean, watch oh out humans. My. You have become. Yes. Become what? Hmm. Anything, anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I've been having a hard time remembering words lately. Yeah. I think there's some, some, somebody, sh- again, it's Biden. He's sniffing the brains <laughs> right out of my ears. Wow. My goodness. Okay. Inception, inception. So there you go, Gans. That's a, it's a big update. Yeah. Big update. Again, one of those things that's quietly being peddled out there while everyone's distracted with the elections. You know uh, what I think it is when I'm doing the podcast with the VR helmet on, I'm very much in the zone, you know, <laughs> like that nothing exists around me that isn't podcast related when I'm doing it now without it. I mean, there's like a whole room around me. There's things to look at. I'm getting distracted. Oh by no. The real world is a distraction know, to the, the, my ability the to focus. It's really distracted me from, you know, that used to very be very important podcast work. It, it used to be that you can, and I, I'm this way that, you know, when I start focusing on something, I tune everything out yeah. where, you know, people, they call my name. Hey, lunch is ready. Whatever. I don't hear it. Um, but I guess they just made it literal for you with the. I know it really is cap. kind of. You know, it was kind of fun at first. I'm a little worried now, but I mean, yeah, the world is a beautiful place, and I'm getting distracted by it. Yeah, this is a, nice flowers in my view. I'm just looking at flowers while I'm trying to <laughs> save the world from the robot apocalypse. This is what people don't understand about this podcast. It's not just us bringing you the news. We are the experiment as well, so you don't have to be. That, that, Basil is the experiment. Point. Yes, yeah. we don't we don't talk about that enough. But that was the whole reason of getting into the VR uh, thing is like, hey, we're talking about it all the time. We might as well, you know, have at least an experience in it so we can talk about it firsthand. I will say, I got to go back. The real world is <laughs> too distracting. I got to go back. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um cyborg cockroaches are you ready to become cyborg said the government to a a bunch of cockroaches this is govtech.com why might you want a cyborg cockroach army in your house Yay! the answer to help complete tasks wow okay an army of small robots that could respond what kind of tasks i don't know an army of small robots that could respond to your command could be very helpful around the house. They can bring you things. 
<laughs> they could bring thanks. you things, Basil. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Help you clean and do know, chores. Man. Do, do I really want? Could... <laughs> do I want cockroaches cleaning my house? An army of cockroaches. It's like a twisted, sick version of uh, Snow White or Cinderella when the birds like come help clean the house. Yeah, except cockroaches, and even it's like it's the Tim Burton version. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Uh, So they can bring you things, help you clean and do chores, or even keep an eye on your home while you're away, thanks to built-in cameras. But tiny robots are difficult to create, particularly when it comes to how to power them. We just haven't invented small enough batteries yet. But Digital Nature Group at the University of Tsubuka in Japan, always my, my folk there, has come up with a solution that involves nature. They thought, instead of building an army of tiny robots from scratch, why not just turn the insects that already live in your house into one? Thus, I could think of a few reasons why not, <laughs> but okay. Convince me. We have the co- uh, cyborg cockroach. The team fitted the incredibly resilient and very creepy in the opinion of many cockroach with cybernetic implants that would allow a user to control their movements by stimulating their right or left antenna. This Mm. simply makes the roach think it has hit an object and so it turns around. The cockroaches were also fitted with fiducial markers and an overhead camera system as well as wireless connectivity so all the tech can be operated remotely. A group of these roach cyborgs could be used for a number of tasks, including transporting objects, drawing or writing messages, or even creating a digital display by turning each individual insect into a pixel. Uh, Dancing roaches, Basil. And the best and also creepiest part is that they can feed themselves and be completely independent when you don't need them. Hiding under the floorboards and being normal cockroaches, until you activate the swarm. <laughs> what? So they are just actual normal cockroaches living in your house until you press a button. We have and we have activate up- them. We have upgraded the cockroaches. Oh my gosh! This is. I mean, this is almost like. Yeah, you're sitting in your room. You know, you wake up. You're like, eh. I don't really get up. I don't feel like getting up and making my sandwich. You know, pull out your your little yeah. phone there. Beep bloop. And brr, you know these little cockroaches come out, you go just into the kitchen, whistle a little tune, and then all <laughs> these soundtrack. The, the pestilence comes out from beneath your floorboards and makes you a sandwich. <laughs> they bring that it. That is you. incredible. Oh, we live in chaos. Is this clown serious? World. This isn't a a parody site or anything. Govtech.com. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it's parody. I guess I don't know govtech.com. If it was govtech.gov, then sure. Let me see if I can find story. a. They have a podcast. That's oh well. Then of course they're <laughs> real. They're real. Of course they're see trustworthy. If, uh, uh, about okay. Let's go to the about section here. Let's you know to you know do our due diligence. Yeah. Continue to cite. Okay. Uh, about us, e.republic is the nation's only smart media and research company focused exclusively on public sector innovation for state and local government. Interesting. We are a catalyst for better government. Our people are oh, dedicated great. to creating the big ideas that move this mission forward. Big ideas like robot cockroaches. Seriously. <laughs> Cyborg what cockroaches. What was the, uh, can you do a fine word again? And when it was talking about fiduciary. They had yes. the fiduciary responsibilities. Yeah. 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 That's something. Hold on. Let me get that back to That was a weird it. one. 
How come I can't so get fi- back to the article? Fiduciary means, you know, in, is like, uh, well, let me just get the actual definition here. So uh, involving trust, especially with regard to the relationship between a trustee and a beneficiary and a fiduciary as a noun is a trustee. So, you know, it'd be somebody in charge of a trust um, or someone who, you know, is uh, maybe financially responsible for something. Are these roaches going to pay my bills? I don't know. Fitted with fiducial. Is that the same word? I don't know if that's the same word. Fiducial. F-I-D-U-C-I-A-L. Hold on. Let me check yeah, real quick. Um, especially of a point or line assumed as a fixed basis of comparison. Oh, like fiducial uh-huh. markers. Oh, okay. That's different. Okay, yeah, it's okay. different. Yeah, yeah. Not not the the yeah. F U E is what I think you were. These roaches have a fiduciary responsibility <laughs> to make sure you pay your taxes on time. The aliens were cockroaches. We figured it out. Um oh, so there you go. This is uh the reason for the artwork for this episode and everything else. This this is crazy. I mean Quietly. Yeah, it's pretty wild because, you know, we've heard of stuff like this being possible. And again, this is where a lot of we're in this weird time, Gons, where like a lot of the hypothetical theories that we've reported on over the years are actually becoming physically real, which yeah. is a little concerning. <laughs> Just a little. Uh, yeah, yeah, somebody's going to have a video of uh, their little roach army. I don't know, doing art on the wall or something and then like, and then move over and bring you a toothbrush. If those little guys can do my taxes, I might think about it. You know, that's not a bad point. (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, they can kind of crawl around and pick up all the loose change that's just laying around, you know, in the couch cushions and stuff. Yeah. In the future when coins don't mean anything anymore. Also known as Basil's savings account. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. All right. You <laughs> okay. want to do the next one? Yeah, sure. Last story that we have. People are volunteering to do my taxes. <laughs> Thank you guys. Appreciate it. You'll never see my tax returns or my birth certificate. Nice try. This has been a message from me, President Elect Basil. Speaking of the beast system, beast, 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 beast system. This is okay. miragenews.com. Are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. I think you should do it because you're the okay. Mad I'll Max guy. It. It was fun. This this one got me very excited. Don't get too excited, but this is excited. Miragenews.com. Tarticle. Tarticles. (laughs) I'm losing my mind. This tarticle is riddled. Mad Max and CERN's Morpugo Magnet. Ooh. Mad Max is preparing for a stopover at CERN from 2022. From 2022. (laughs) Mel Gibson. His artillery and quest for revenge will not be there, but instead a handful of physicists armed with an aged magnet will be an aged magnet will be searching for dark matter in CERN's north area, not to be confused with a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Indeed, the Mad Max collaboration. Now, just so you're, you realize it's the magnetized disks and mirror axion experiment. The exter- it's an external to CERN. Humbly proposes to identify the nature, humbly proposes to identify the nature of dark matter and to solve the enigma of the absence of CP symmetry violation in the strong sector while detecting a particle that has eluded physicists for decades. 
axions. Did you get that, Gons? Did you get that? They sure. humbly propose to identify the nature of dark matter and to serve the to solve the enigma of the absence of CP symmetry violation in the strong sector while detecting a particle that has eluded physicists for decades. Axions. Yeah, they're just we talked about axions recently. Yeah, we are. And also they piggybacked a little bit on the Mad Max uh, yeah. there with the tomfoolery experiment, you know, using the X in experiment, uh-huh. not the actual. But anyway, Mad Max Go is on. a great name, though. It is. If I was a scientist, I would name it Mad Max. Sure. To do so, the collaboration has developed a brand new concept using a booster composed of dielectric discs and mirrors. The booster acts as a resonator to amplify the photon flux that hypothetical axions would produce under a magnetic field if these axions exist. In order to validate the concept, a prototype needs to be tested under a magnetic field before the launch of the experiment planned to be located at Desi in Germany. Wow, Germans, this, man. this other microphone really gives me a much more of a low end. Are you <laughs> hearing this? Yeah, go keep going. Although, <laughs> <laughs> although such a magnet, uh, magnetic field is difficult to obtain, the collaboration can rely on CERN's assistance. On 16th of September, CERN's research board agreed that the Mad Max prototype could use an old magnet previously used by the Atlas experiment. The Morpugo magnet is located in the north area, generates a field of up to 1.6 Tesla. And although it arrived at CERN in 1979, it still is still used to test Atlas subdetectors. Mad Max physicists, ooh, I like that. Mad Max physicists will jump in to mount and test their prototype during the interbeam period when Atlas is not using the magnet. A solution that suits everyone for Mad Max, a magnet that meets the prototype's criteria is provided free of charge. And for Atlas, the space around the magnet is reorganized and optimized, which is necessary for the installation of the prototype. The recycling and repurposing of equipment is common at CERN in the spirit of pragmatism and sustainability. With successive generations of equipment, state-of-the-art accelerators go on to become injectors for their successors and old magnets are reused for new experiments. This is the case, for example, with the CAST experiment, which uses the an old LHC dipole prototype in its search for, once again, axions. However, allowing external researchers to use CERN equipment, as in the case of Mad Max, is far from trivial. According to Pascal Pralavorio, the Mad Max contact person at CERN, ooh, Wow, I just had a bunch of ads pop up all at once. They're trying to monetize my interest here. Uh, In the spirit of, whoa, they messed me up pretty bad. Sorry, everybody. Uh, However, allowing external researchers to use CERN equipment, as in the case of Mad Max, is far from trivial. According to Pascal Prolavario, the Mad Max contact person at CERN, this helps to develop new ideas. Quote, today, particle physicists are searching for new physics in many different directions, which naturally leads to experiments based on novel concepts. To validate them, we must make the most of the equipment that's already available. And that is what Mad Max and 
and CERN are doing with the Morpugo Magnet. CERN's endeavors to benefit science around the world have long been visible, whether through collaborations, prototyping, donating equipment, and more. And this is set to continue. Although we don't need another hero, we wish the Mad Max researchers well in their quest for axions. Okay, there you go. Mad Max is going to find axions, Gons. Don't worry. The post-apocalyptic wasteland is not just for barbarians and cannibals. It's also for kind-hearted scientists who share. I like how they mention... Oh, oh my gosh. That was super loud. Sorry. I wonder why that happened. Weird. Um, That shouldn't have happened. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I like how they mentioned... Uh, reusing equipment or repurposing equipment in the spirit uh-huh. of pragmatism and sustainability. Yes, of course. Of course, CERN, the the most expensive machine in the world, you know, already what used up, I don't know, tens of billions of dollars to yeah. look for stuff that's theoretically there in science is, mm-hmm. you know, science is truth. The so quest we, for knowledge, the quest for knowledge. So yeah, for pragmatism and sustainability, I, I don't know. I just thought that was ridiculous. Pretty. Oh, it is. It is ridiculous. I like, uh, thank you, Allie. Gazel and Bonds in the chat says Basil needs to relearn his humanity. Uh, <laughs> the VR stole. It's true. It's yeah. Apparently it's uh, debilitated my ability to operate in the real world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. Mad Max. It's there. It's real. I got to join that group of scientists. They'll let me in there. Even just for a spokesman, they, I, they can put me in a cool Mad Max outfit and, uh, I can be their like PR guy. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm sure they'll you heard it. You heard it here first folks. Sure. Yeah. yeah the, the Soros money that you'll get will fund all of your PR to get the attention of uh, Mad Max and CERN. And um, I'm sure, I'm sure the guys, you know, that you you keep pressing on him, you send him, you know, uh, CVs and stuff. And I'm sure like their headquarters, this, this guy still thinks we're talking about the movie. This guy doesn't doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. Should we, should we back off? We got to hire him. What this does is he great do? He's a PR. podcaster. <laughs> well, they're cheap. We can get them. Sure. But uh, yeah, there you go. I, I, you know, it's always fun when they come up with these interesting names for these projects. And I know. See, that's the thing with these scientists. You know, they, they like to have fun. They're not all axions and Higgs bosons. Yeah, but they're still looking for something that's theoretically, but you know, you have the Lucifer, uh, uh, Telescope. telescopes in arizona now you yeah. got mad max i mean we're running out of names here of things did we figure out what the axion was besides a cryptocurrency was axion a cryptocurrency I well think it you is said but it was. what is the axion particle uh i don't you know remember. the higgs boson I'm not, I'm not was a big deal. that's the god particle you know yeah it's what a, is uh axion it's particle hypothetical elementary particle postulated by the peak PK or Pessy, Pessy Quinn theory in 1977 to resolve the strong CP problem in quantum chromodynamics. Oh, yeah, it's a dark matter thing. Yeah, dark matter. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, there you go. You got anything else for today's show, Guns? I don't think so. I think we, we think did so what too. we could. I got I to go back in my VR world. I'm losing my grip on 
virtual reality here. You need to get Joe off your shoulder, but he may stick around for a couple more episodes. I, something tells me that will be easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Pray All for Basil. Right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode. We really, really appreciate you sticking oh with gosh. us. We'll have what? I totally forgot to thank uh, a snail mail. Oh, let's thank right now. We'll do it right now, but I'll, I'll, we'll do it again too, because I feel bad that we totally forgot about it. Okay. Uh, we did. Yeah. Snail mail. We, we do have snail mail. Beep, 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 oh, beep. Snail mail. <laughs> you can always send stuff to uh, Gonzo Shimura or Gonz yeah, so, Shimura. So uh, if you go to canarycryradio.com slash support, uh, there's all sorts of fun ways to support the show, but one of them is snail mail, the old fashioned way folks. And, uh, the address is on that page. Um, make sure, remember you must address the envelope to Gons Shimura. You can do not write Canary cry radio on the envelope. Um, that's it. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we, I just wanted to thank, Producer Christine. Thank yes. You, producer thank Christine you, producer. for the snail mail gift. That yes. was very generous. We will uh, put you on the list of producers for next week. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Thanks, everybody. Remember, uh, we will be back. Let me pull up this human calendar here. Friday Oops. the 13th. I mean, regular calendar. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, Friday the 13th. Oh, that is the next show, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yes, we'll be back on Friday the 13th uh, with another episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Uh, We'll see. I'll try to get my brain working by that show, but it should be fun. So remember, put it on your calendar. Make sure to turn on notifications. uh, And if you're following us in just one outlet, make sure to follow us in another. If you haven't done it yet, follow us at twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Turn on notifications. Um, you don't want to miss a show and we'll be back on Friday, the 13th sometime between noon and 3 PM Pacific standard time. So make sure to do that. And if you haven't done it yet, Oh, okay. We'll make the call now. Gons today was the 11, 11, uh, angel producers. Uh, we should probably, should we do a Friday the 13th producership or is that too spooky? I don't know. It's up to the people really. It's not up to us. It you can is throw it out a, there and, and I don't see. know. There's okay. So there's a Friday the 13th. I don't know what possible uh, producership amount could, uh, <laughs> could connect to that, but I'll keep an eye on the chat if anybody has a good idea, but uh, please remember we can only do this show. Thanks to the producership of our producers. And that's you, dear listener. It's an opportunity for you to take your media future into your own hands, rebel against the systems of this world, the mind control, mass mind control media uh right now advertisers put the value on uh, different programs whether it be mass media or uh, you know smaller alternative media like us and we don't think that that's a very sustainable system you see all the negative things that come out of that um so please take a second to consider uh investing in the future of your own media whether you get uh benefit out of the show if it's entertainment or education stories you haven't heard the analysis whatever it may be if you get value out of the show please consider becoming a producer you can do that at patreon.com slash c CCNT, patreon.com slash CCNT, or even better, you can head over to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canary. 
CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. You got the PayPal options uh, as well as cryptocurrency. Please uh, remember that. We will need you. Uh, for Friday the 13th show. And um, there's other ways to support the show. You can create art. You can create jingles. You can create songs. That's right, full songs. Remember to stick around for the Canary Cry mixtape at the end of the broadcast here. Um, and uh, yeah, jingles. We, we always need more jingles. If there's something that we cover or touch on on the show that we don't have a jingle for, feel free to put something together for us, uh, as well as art. Remember, you know, we prefer brand new art and music and jingles specifically written for the show by our producers. Sometimes, you know, if you wrote something a few years ago and it just fits in perfectly, uh, that's cool too. But, you know, it's a, we're an ongoing, we're looking into the future here we need new uh we need progress new pieces of art new uh music new jingles it's all great and we couldn't do it without our creative producers you can send all that stuff to canarycryradio at gmail.com canarycryradio at gmail.com and uh, you'll see it on the show um also, leave a rating and a review. It's very important. I know it sounds silly, but uh, when we get ratings and reviews, it is the only thing, really, that uh, convinces the iTunes robots, the podcast algorithms, to share the show with people who haven't heard it before. So please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That is the preferred place. Um, but really, anywhere you can leave ratings and reviews, that would be great as well. And more than anything, you know, one of the best ways to share the show is uh, y'all got friends, you got family who are waking up to the fact that the world is not what it seems. And uh, if you just share a show with them, send them this episode, send them a different episode, whatever you think might speak to them, uh, we'll be happy to be a part of that process of them uh, seeing that the world is is a much uh, richer and impressive place than the media has led them to believe. And uh, if you need any more instructions, Here's what you do. You walk right up to him, you grab him by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve and if they don't ask Noah that's right just ask Noah folks thanks so much remember Friday the 13th uh, will be our next show sometime between noon and 3pm Pacific Standard Time make sure to follow me on Twitter at Basil underscore Rosewater do it we're having fun I uh, retweeted Kevin Sorbo the other day so (laughs) you know that's where the good content is folks there you go follow me on Twitter Hercules Uh, he was a lot of things I don't recall I think no I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, Hercules anyways there you go Um, let's see make sure to go to canarycry.community make sure to go to canarycry merch perch am I forgetting anything Gons Kevin Sorbo was Hercules. 
Okay, Kevin Sorbo was Hercules. Another great reason to follow me on Twitter. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. Some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Another fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days. huge blunt a joint give everybody mushrooms smoke the CIA you know I mean lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities psychoactive pills should be covertly administered Put me on some, some, I don't know. Okay. You shot in the butt. Fluoride, oxytocin, get a chemical hug. Uh, I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. <laughs> All right, weird. <laughs>
the future, humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and Keep the cameras on.